Today on Gamerhead Radio, most of us are fucking exhausted. Gamerhead Radio starts now. Viking Jesus Mike Nemitz, the man that is really happy that Black Friday weekend is over. Hooray! That that times three hundred million <laughs> with lasers. With lasers, everything's cool with the laser light show. Yeah, okay, I can't argue that. Um, and of course, returning this week after a brief, very brief hiatus uh, is of course our bearded barnyard friend Goat. That would be me. Still, also Still. tired and. Part of the Black Friday shenanigans. Yeah, yeah. And uh, in front of us, um, not quite as tired, is the Technotronicorn, Mr. Charlie Worthley. Candy Mountain, Charlie! Hello. Although he sounds like he could be tired, but... I'm exhausted. I'm nowhere near as exhausted as you guys are. I'm not even going to try and pretend that I am. But I'm, I'm, I am tired. So th- this, this episode is going to be a hoot, guys. Um... So, after a month of untraditional episodes covering the next-gen consoles, we're finally getting back to basics um, with, you know, the, the news and etc. Audio only. Yeah, audio only. <laughs> I don't have to comb my hair anymore. You you combed your... Okay. Um, <laughs> well, I, paid, I didn't even go that far. I, I paid a small child to mow my lawn and comb my hair. I mean, it worked out. Are either of those a euphemism? No, it was Small Business Saturday. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, so uh, Light Weekend Games, uh, Gran Turismo 6 comes out this week, um, which, according to Goat, might beat out Forza 5 purely because it's not a freemium game. Well, technically Forza is not even a freemium game, but you, you know what we mean. Um, They're going down freemium way. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Um, also of note, uh, Angry Birds Go? Whatever the hell that is. It just seems like they're screaming Go. I think it's an Angry Birds racing game, and I'm... I'm oh. Yeah. Um, How the hell does that Also, also uh, Terraria apparently comes to Vita, so all six people who enjoy Terraria over Minecraft will be pleased. Um... Oh, that's really I'm, exciting. I'm losing myself already. <laughs> this is going to be a heck of an episode, folks. Um, so, yeah, nothing happened much in the industry just because the next-gen consoles are still the thing to talk about. But while we're at it, um, Goat, what did you play this week? Uh, I was working on GTA Five, took a little breather, and uh, started working on uh, Link Between Worlds about halfway through, I think. Now, so. I, I heard Link Between Worlds is surprisingly short for, like, a Zelda game. Yeah. Yeah, it's. Because Dan said he finished it pretty quickly. Yeah, he told me he's like he'll probably finish in a few days. I'm like, I can't tell if that's an insult yeah. or not. Well, <laughs> even with my crazy hectic schedule this week, um, I'm about halfway through. I'd say. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Like it, it just cooks right along. Huh. So, which okay. is nice. So I'll take the shortness uh, over the uh, focus on transportation. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. Um, any any evidence of the entire world being tilted back? You remember that when we mentioned that? Yeah. In order to, you know. Yeah, nothing so far. Nothing. No. I just wanted to reference that again because I There's still a, think that's 
weird. Yeah. <laughs> I, I finally got to the second world because it's a link between two worlds. Oh, the the low rule. Yeah, and every time somebody says low rule, I just roll my eyes. Like seriously, we we couldn't come up with like I, I, anything better than that. This is Nintendo. Yeah, I know. <laughs> For the longest time, it was just for the longest time it was just light world and dark world. The fact yeah. that it's not just light world and dark world to me is already a step in the right direction. I would have t- I would have <laughs> gladly taken not high roll over low roll. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like something I would do. Hello, welcome to not high rule. What? But I highly suggest it. Definitely highly suggest it. It it is phenomenal. Really? Yeah, that's wonderful. I'm looking forward. I picked it up. I haven't played it yet, though. I've got a backlog that's 16 games deep. Yeah, so. yeah and it's not on next gen, and you won't touch it. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> uh, Charlie, what have you been busy with this week? At this point, isn't the, isn't the 3DS XL considered like Nintendo's next gen gaming handheld? There are those of us that do, and then those of us that don't. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> What? I have small Or at paws. this point, is the 2DS the next-gen gaming handheld? Yes. No. The 2DS <laughs> is the future of Nintendo. By taking a step backwards. Yes. <laughs> anyway. Um, and then the 2DS U is going to come out, and it's going to be amazing. <laughs> and it'll have three screens. <laughs> it's a 2DS that you have to set on the other side of the room so that you can hold the remote control with the, other, with the third screen in your hand. No, no, no. They're just going to put the third screen on the back. What? <laughs> <laughs> So you can flip it over and use a touchpad so and you have flip to it back. play it in the mirror? Yeah. 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 Now we're just being silly. That's the you part. You say that now. <laughs> but like, someone from Nintendo will listen to this and be like, hey, these guys are onto something. <laughs> Let's put a screen on the back. Yeah, it's patented. It. It's already patented. Yeah. Don't do it. And if you play if you play <laughs> in the mirror, that's the you part. <laughs> <laughs> so it's on the back and mirrored, so you have to play in front of a mirror to use it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> It's a 2DS. There's no way that you. will go wrong. Um, I have been playing, uh, still uh, putzing my way through Assassin's Creed. I really don't know why, because it's not a good game. Yeah, Assassin's yeah. Creed 3 dragged a lot more yeah. than uh, the other ones did. So you're yeah. putzing because you're forced to putz? That's how fast it is? It's it's, it's one of those. It's I, oh. I'm invested in the Assassin's Creed storyline. I know I want to play 4 because I'm hearing good things about 4. 4 is awesome. That, exactly. <laughs> I don't want to just skip 3 or just like read the cliff notes. I, I actually want to play it, so I'm kind of making myself go through it. See, here's the weird thing. I'm the weird kind of guy. That, like, ah, I don't like this game so much. Ooh, look, side quests. <laughs> so, it's like, every time... The more boring of the, of the available <laughs> things to do. Yeah, yeah, well... It, it could uh, be worse. You could just be like, I don't want to play this game anymore. I'm going to go look for collectibles. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, I could argue that, that the plot is, is less interesting than it is to go out and hunt for stuff on rooftops. Yeah. Um, which, which is pretty much what I'm what I'm what I'm doing. I'm I'm definitely taking the approach of do all the side quests until there's no more side quests to be done. Then go do the next plot point oh, so until there playing, are more so side you're quests. Playing like me, yes. <laughs> you're taking the tourist approach. Yes, exactly. Um, and um, I mean, it, it's pretty. I I just oh, I, yeah. I find absolutely no reason to like the main character. I just me. Yeah, he going going from Ezio, which was in my opinion one of the greatest characters of this console generation. I would agree. To Connor, which just keeps complaining like stereotypical Native American complaints, and just yeah. like uh, really, you get really. He's very. Like, let's take a Native American and make him an assassin. It seemed they, like a, they really went with every cliche like they could have gone with. It seemed there. like a decent idea, but they just didn't give him any personality yeah. whatsoever. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so oh well, that's been happening. Um, I've been playing um, 
uh, Michelle and I are almost through our first pass of uh, Super Mario 3D World. And oh, when, when, I, when, I, when I say that, you know, we, we take the approach of is we, we just go ahead and we play through the game, playing all the levels once, whatever we happen to find, however many stars or whatever. You know, we, we just make our way through once and then we'll go back again. And, and, get, and, and mop and, up everything exactly and and we we prefer that approach because then it's like we get to play the game you know it's like two games you yeah. know as opposed to i know other people that will play one level over and over and over again until they finish it right and then they'll move on to the next level and that way it just makes one game twice as long right the other way around i prefer the it's like two games of normal length right know, exactly it, it, well, it, it kind of mixes it up a bit. i do the exact same thing i agree them. yeah okay um and then um uh I've my all my next gen games have mm-hmm. just been staring at me. Like I mentioned, my backlog. I still consider of... the Wii U a next gen game. <laughs> so you're still good. Okay. Um, <laughs> what I mean though is like I've got Rise, um, Dead Rising three, um, uh, Battlefield four, which is rented, but whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. I uh, and then also Grand Theft Auto five, which I recently acquired. All just I'm sitting on my shelf staring at them. You did take advantage of that sale then? I, I actually had picked it up uh, before uh, with that Target um, buy two get one free promotion. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I I did that, and then two of the games I just kept in the wrappers, and then uh, I ended up exchanging those two games mm. for Super Mario and Rise oh, once they were out. Makes just sense. Me, whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, those all have all just been staring at me. I'm. Uh, so far, my Xbox One has been a um, has predominantly been a uh, NFL companion box, <laughs> which whatever. Uh, at least I'm using it. Um, yeah. But um, I uh, I I just I, I know that if I don't finish these older games now, mm-hmm. I never will. Oh yeah. So I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm finishing the games I'm currently on, and I'm just going to keep on going kind of forward in order ish. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so I've been playing a whole heck of a lot of Assassin's Creed 4 this week on Xbox One. Uh, great game. You know, I, I'm really enjoying the pirate setting. In fact, I think it, I think it got to me so much that I was, I was really in like a piratey mood the other day. I, I took a break from Assassin's Creed and I went on Netflix and watched Pirates of the Caribbean. So it, 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 and it, well, it's really gotten under your skin, huh? It, it was, it, it, it's really good. Like, I I don't know what it was. Like, you know, Edward Kenway, the main character. Are you okay over there, guy? I'm just thinking that you're already a Viking. Can you be a pirate, too? That's just a lot of pillaging no. in a small space. <laughs> Different time periods, man. The, the, the Vikings were in, like, the 1000 ADs. The pirates were in, like, the 1700s. I know when they were, but you're now, so you could be both. <laughs> So that would be like raping, pillaging, and finding booty. I'm not booty. about to rename myself as Pirate Jesus, okay? <laughs> the Dread Pirate Viking Mike. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> that sounds like a boat name. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, why did you buy a boat? I had the name. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, but it's really good. Just the, just the setting and the, the big open... On Xbox One specifically, like, I played it at a friend's house on 360, and then I played it on uh, on Xbox One just to get, like, an idea of, like, the comparisons and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's so pretty. Like, the water looks like very realistic water, and, like, the... the uh, one of the biggest things I've noticed, occasionally there will be, like, a thunderstorm and stuff like that. And the foliage around you will actually start, like, whipping around. It'll actually look, like, wet and stuff like that. Like, it's actually thunderstorming as opposed to, you know, the 360 and PS3 versions, which it's just... Foliage is still there. 
kind of swaying in the breeze, but it's not like whipping around like it should be in a thunderstorm and stuff like that. So that that was a really cool attention to detail in the next gen versions I've seen. I have a question. I the, answer. The, the first time that I played the the first Uncharted back when the PS3 came mm-hmm. out, I remember being be, being marveled at the time at how, at how like the trees and the branches and everything yeah. moved. Is it that same kind of thing? Like, yeah. do, do you think it's that much of a leap forward in terms of foliage technology? Foliage. <laughs> what? Oh, um. I, I, I don't think it's anything, like, mind-blowing, but it, it's definitely the biggest difference I've noticed between the two. Like, the character models really aren't that much more detailed. I mean, the the textures are a little bit more high-res, but other than that, I mean, it's a multi-platform game, so there's not a whole lot of big differences and stuff like that. Okay. Um, I will mention the sails on boats and stuff like that are very fluid in how they move. They actually move like you would expect sails to move as opposed to like some kind of weirdly animated, like blocky kind of cloth animation kind of thing, which is, you know, a cloth animation always seems to be something that developers always kind of can't quite get the hang of. Um, so the fact that it looks flawless in Assassin's Creed four on next gen is impressive to me. Um, other than that, I'm really enjoying it. I'm only in like sequence five of thirteen because I'm doing the I'm doing the tourist approach. You know, I'm doing all the side stuff. I just right before I had to come here, um, I captured the last fort, which I'm not supposed to do until the second to last chapter, <laughs> and I'm only five chapters in, so I'm I'm way ahead of the curve apparently. Um, but I'm enjoying it, and I've, I've not forgotten your question that you were going to pose to me between Xbox One and PS4. Yes. Um, I'm. I'm. For reference sake, uh, the question was: Is which one does my mic like better? I've been struggling with this, like seriously struggling with this for the past few days because I knew we were going to record the podcast and just like, okay, I'm going to come up with an answer because even if I don't remind Charlie about it, he'll remind me, um, and then I'll be just look stupid on air for like 20 minutes as I come up with an answer. Um, <laughs> well, then it's a very valid question. It is, you know. Um, you just spent nine hundred dollars. Which one do you feel better about? Yeah. Well, see, here's the thing. It's I don't feel like I have something that's really representing the Xbox One well enough because, like I said, I'm playing a multi-platform game on yeah. that. I've got Knack and Killzone on the PS4, but I'm I'm still trying to like. The only thing I don't like about the Xbox One is the interface. Like you and I went over this uh, um, last week, kind of how clunky it is to get around everything, and just how to how like it seems kind of unpolished and unfinished. Like they they needed to fine tune and streamline a couple more things. Mm-hmm. That really bothers me. Especially, I didn't notice this. How do you check how much battery you have left on your controller? Top of my head, I don't know. Exactly. I, I before I came here, I literally looked around for twenty minutes in manuals and like trying to figure out a menus and stuff. Like, there's no way to do it. Literally, no way. You no can, way to you do can it. find an answer. No wow. way to check your. No way to check your battery on your controller. You don't just hit the X button like you no. used to. Because that just brings you to the home menu, and it puts your game in a suspense state. It doesn't bring up a guide. Wow. Crazy, isn't it? That's huh. kind of a detail they missed. So, I mean, that little things like that make me, you know, like all the reviews said, like you and I agreed last week, you know, the, the, it feels like the Xbox One was kind of rushed out the gate. Um, I mean, a few of the features it does well work very well. Like, you know, I'm still impressed with the voice commands and mm-hmm. things like that. I'm still, I'm now impressed with Smart Glass now that I have a Surface, um, you know, that I can actually, like, utilize it and stuff like that. But, um you know, the Xbox One interface is just so immensely, like, it, it, it needs to improve. So basically, Microsoft hit the high points and focused on them, and in, in the process, skipped a lot of little nuances that 
were needed? Yeah. Okay. I, mean, I mean, it seems like they just... You know, it seems like they got all the major features working, although not even all the major ones. Because remember, one of the major advertised things at E3 was that it was going to stream from Twitch, mm-hmm. which isn't going to be available until early 2014. So, and right now, you know, people are enjoying it on PS4 and even getting in trouble on it on PS4. <laughs> yeah. If you guys have seen the Playroom fiasco, which mm-hmm. was hilarious to me. Um, so, so for that, I was leaning more towards the PS4. But on the other hand. I, I, I want to say that the PS4 doesn't have as it doesn't even have like that one game that you're just like yes I mean Resogun is great but it, you can't purchase a four hundred dollar box for a fifteen dollar downloadable game yep. so uh, but then the same complaints kind of transfer over to the Xbox One I mean sure Dead Rising three is pretty good you know Rise I've heard different things about Forza 5 apparently a lot of people are pissed off about because of the the you know microtransactions and stuff like that um they just announced today that Peggle 2 is coming out next week which I'm really excited about ironically enough um, thank you Charlie <laughs> that also plays into your again now you're spending $500 for a $15 game right exactly so it's like you know what am I doing here you know I can't I I both of them had their clear pluses and minuses, but if I had to pick one, I think I'd lead more with the PS4 than the Xbox One right now. Um, so, all right. So, here's a question: If you could do it all over again with your knowledge now, would you have got them at launch? Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm me. I, I yeah. <laughs> wow. I uh, unless unless I was unless I really like wasn't able, like it would not be a wise decision for me no, to no, pick no, up saying, both of them. I'm saying, like, with your knowledge now of what you've got, yeah. Would you like? Taking that knowledge of, eh, it's all right, I don't have a really... Was you've got about launch with that knowledge. Yeah. Not, yeah? Yeah. Just still... Yeah. Keep, keep in mind, he, Mike said since day one that he would not recommend that anybody else do this. Oh, oh yeah. This Absolutely. is just him. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. If, well, if, I was just wondering if, you know, it's like one of those, like, uh, I might have thought about it longer than six seconds. It might have been a ten-second thought, thought no, process. I mean, <laughs> I mean, see, here's the thing. I, I pre-ordered the PS4 the day we opened pre-orders at my Best Buy. That shouldn't surprise anyone, especially given the fact that the day we opened pre-orders were also the day that they showed off the Kingdom Hearts 3 and Final Fantasy 15 trailer. Yeah. Um, I didn't pre-order my Xbox One until three months later. And they were still open three months later. Like, PS4 pre-orders, we opened them, they were open for like three weeks, and they were gone. Like, they never opened up again. Xbox One pre-orders were open off and on between June and like October. So I, I I thought I, I went into this generation thinking I'm only going to get a PS4 at first, and then the you know the Xbox 180 quote unquote happened, and I'm just like okay this isn't so bad, and I'm going to get one anyway. And Titanfall looks fucking awesome. I might as well get it early. So I still have one of my PS4s left that um, and I've been kind of staring at it because it, it hasn't sold on eBay yet, and um, I've I've just been like looking at it, and I've had this like. You know, I've uh, I've seen you playing like you know Knack, and I've seen mm-hmm. you know you know we we played Rosagun, we played all that stuff over here, and it is um, it has been a something of a um, of a challenge for me to not just say screw it, I'm keeping it, yeah. just because of like again like just the geekiness and the gamer in me just wants right. to have it, especially because it's sitting right over there. Yeah, I, <laughs> I know that, feeling. and I can play it just by not literally there. Oh, okay. <laughs> And um, all I have to do is just go and open it, and I can start playing with it right now. 
Right. But but in my defense, but there is a blue box right over there. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was like. That, that's, oh, that's from my Windows 7 party. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Um, but I was just going to like... You heard that right, folks. Windows well, 7 party. It was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I have the tote bag to prove my presence. <laughs> um, so but it's, it's like you said, it's... it's you know what? With what you've said about Knack, I, I, I imagine that it won't be long before I can get that for twenty bucks or thirty bucks as the greatest hits, whatever. Um, you know, I, uh, I, uh, you know, we'll get into the Black Friday stuff later. But um, you know, I have quote unquote Resogun now, and so I, you know, since I have it now, I'll have it later. Yeah. And so you know, whenever I, whenever I do get my console, I'll be able to play that. Yeah. Um, and so, um, yeah, it's. I, I, I'm waiting for that that system that 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 must own game to come out. Whether you know, I'm not I'm not sure what it's going to be yet. I'm pretty sure but. it's going to be infamous in March. That that seems to be everyone's like must have game for PS4. See, that's, I, that's mine. No, I have not actually played the other infamous games. <laughs> I've never, you don't need yeah. to. Oh, okay. You, uh, from what I've seen, you don't need to. But th- this one, I'm just I love the other two infamous games. This one has a completely new character, completely new setting, completely mm-hmm. new console you know right. stuff like that so um i mean i'll get back to you on that if you actually need to play the prior ones but well, you I've should got, play the prior I, ones I, I, I have the first one as um part of my ex my my you know, we got hacked uh reimbursement oh, yeah. and then the um the second one um you know i'm sure i could get for nothing at this point yeah but, um, it's yeah yeah cool okay well you know what we did this week in games let's see what the industry did this week in games So, speaking of next-gen, uh, our first story coming in number five. If you heard us talk about it last week, there's apparently a, a known problem going around with Xbox One consoles that we that's called like the, the, the disk drive of Doom or the disk rattle of Doom or whatever the heck it's being called now. Um, Faulty equipment. Yeah, basically, your basically disk drives aren't working, and it's replaced with a horrible grinding noise. Um, by the way, uh, Luke Plunkett of Kotaku posted a great how-to video on how to fix it. Uh, you turn over your Xbox One and you punch it. I'm not kidding. <laughs> which, which of interest is the same way I've been fixing my aging 360 now for months. <laughs> Seriously? Seriously. <laughs> the the um the disc, the disc drive in my oldest uh, still working 360. Um, my seventh one or something like that at this point, but that's beside the point. Um, I've been up to nine. <laughs> like you play a few more games than I do. Just a few. Um, uh, the the disk drive in it hasn't ejected. It, it it will not eject properly if there is not a disk in the drive. So I have what? To, yeah. So if you hit eject and there is not a disk in the drive, it'll just go click and it'll just moan at you like. So, it's, so it sounds like in. just like a gear fell out of place or something like that. Well, but but I just thwack it on the top of the system and the and it, and it pops out. Oh, so well there you go. Yeah. Uh, it's noted that it's not recommended to actually punch your Xbox <laughs> One um, unless you're really that desperate, I guess. And probably um, if you do, don't put up a YouTube video of it because that might be voiding your warranty. I'm just saying, say maybe. It could be. Accidental damage at that point. Yeah. Intentional um, accidental damage. But if you're a patient person, uh, Microsoft is helping out anyone that uh, is waiting for their replacement consoles to arrive. Um, so, of course, they've got the you know the coffin system going again where they send you a box, you send your console without any cables or controllers or anything like that, and then they send you a new one. Um, not a fixed one, a re- you know, a refurb, just like fucking whatever. Anyway, um... So, but while you're waiting for your coffin to arrive, they will give you a code for a free digital game 
of your choice between Forza 5, Rise, uh, Dead Rising 3, or Zoo Tycoon. Zoo Tycoon is just running away from them, isn't it? <laughs> like, people cannot download that fast enough with those other titles. Well, I, I'm just saying, yes. that may be the only game that people actually didn't bother to buy. So at this point, they might already own the other games. Well, two, two things about Zoo Tycoon. One, it's apparently a Walmart retail exclusive. Oh. Which is weird, because then a copy showed up at my Best Buy, and I'm like, what the fuck is this doing here? Um, and two... The highest rated Xbox One exclusive game is Zoo Tycoon. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Oh boy. They gave it like a solid 8 out of 10. And meanwhile, Dead Rising 3 got like a 7 and Rise got like a 3 and like Loco Cycle got like negative Loco's- 6. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so it, it's I, I couldn't believe it. This is the one where like the, the, the animals will impersonate you via the Kinect, right? So you can no, no, have... no, no, no. That's Kinectimals. Zoo Tycoon. No, no, no. New game. I'm talking about a new game. I, yeah. I, I, th- I saw this in like a Penny Arcade comic or something like in the last week where where the animals will like mimic you. And so oh. like there, there's something about how like you could flick off the TV and the monkey on the screen will flick <laughs> off you back. Flick you off back. It might. I don't yeah. know. I admittedly <laughs> haven't looked too much into Zoo Tycoon. Well, I'm um, sold. <laughs> He's just going to see if there's a goat you can get in the game so that he can program it to speak using his voice. Just like and so you can order it to climb dams. Program. Yes. Also. Yes. <laughs> yes. I saw that link. That was great. Um, so, yeah. So, if you've, got, uh, if you've got the disc rattle, as it were. It's kind of a kick in the nuts if you think about that. What? Uh, we sent you a faulty piece of equipment. We're going to replace it with a refurbished piece of equipment that you've only had for a week or two. What is it, two now? Well, they wouldn't be replacing with a refurbished half. one half. because there are no ref- there, there, which there shouldn't be any refurbished ones at this point, right? You'd think. <laughs> and, and then we're going to give you a free game that you can't play until we send you it back. Yeah, they can. It's a digital game. Oh, I get it. <laughs> but didn't you already send your Xbox in? No. They'll give you the code at as soon as you like hang up the phone and make your whole like appointment with like okay you're sending a box here. Yeah. So they'll send you a code via email that you redeem on Xbox One, so you at least have something to play while you're waiting for your game. Wait a second, are you saying that you get the code before they get your broken Xbox One back? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do I see the gears turning over there? <laughs> No. <laughs> what? <laughs> no. Maybe. <laughs> so, uh, I, I think that's a... All of a sudden we hear Michelle yelling, Charlie, what's that screwdriver doing in the disk drive in the Xbox One? <laughs> Nothing. Free game. <laughs> <laughs> Free virtual monkeys. Just don't ask questions. <laughs> well, this is much better. <laughs> Oh, so they send you an empty box, and while you're waiting for your empty box... You never had an Xbox breakdown on you? No, I didn't buy things that launch because they break. <laughs> so the, the way the whole process works is that you call them or email them or mm. chat with them and stuff like that. They'll confirm that you have all the symptoms of you know the problem of the, the disc rattle and stuff like mm. that. Um, and then they'll get your address and your information and stuff like that. They'll get your serial number on your console to make sure that it's been like legitimately purchased and not stolen and stuff like that. Um, and then they'll they'll say we're sending you a box. You know, just put your console in it. I've I've been through this process eight times. I know how, how this goes better wow. than anybody. Um, 
Thankfully, not for three and a half years now, but still, you know, I, I know this process. Um, it comes with very helpful instructions, including color pictures. <laughs> um, where it'll tell you, just like, put your console in the box, wrap it this way, don't include any controllers or consoles or anything like, or, or cables or anything like that. No consoles. Wow. <laughs> <Amazing. laughs> um, Mr. Newman, we received an empty box. Yeah, it said no consoles. <laughs> um, interesting thing to note, apparently the box you get if you have a bum PS4 um, says don't send us your PS4 if it's infected, infested with insects. Nice. Wait, wait, what? I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. It, it's, it has, like, four, like, no things. Don't send it to us then. And one of them is, like, you know, um, like, physically, like, broken. Another one is, uh, like, water damage. Another one is uh, another one is dirt. And another one is infested with insects. So if your PS4 already has spiders living in it... <laughs> you know, I shouldn't laugh. I've fixed some computers that would make some people cringe. I can imagine. Yeah. I could... <laughs> anyway, so hopefully no one has uh, encountered the disc rattle, but you never know. You get a free zoo tycoon if you do. And please let us know if there are goats in it. Or monkeys that you can make flick off. Or screen. monkeys that you can, you know, teach them how to use a finger. Coming in at number four, uh, goats actually got a story that had us laughing quite a bit. Um, apparently, Lindsay Lohan is suing uh, the makers of Grand Theft Auto V? Uh, attempting. Attempting. Nothing. Nothing's official yet. Well, nothing's ever official. Yeah. Yeah. Until but, you um, know, etc. So, so Miss Lohan and her awesomeness—that's a loose term—is uh, <laughs> uh, let's see here—is planning to sue Rockstar Games, claiming the developer used her image without permission for GTA V, <sighs> i.e., the blonde with the cell phone load screen, selfie girl. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which. No. Which is funny, because... Um, this chick's boobs are clearly bigger than Lindsay Lohan's. So let's just start there. <laughs> um, interesting thing to note, that that uh, uh, that particular image is actually modeled after a specific person. I don't remember who it was. Um, a lot of people think it was, mo- it was modeled after Kate Upton, which oh, I can yeah. see. Not quite the same face, but definitely the same physique. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, de- that's definitely yeah, well, not. The, there, there's three points here. She's, oh, uh, okay. Continue. She, she, the uh, the box art chick holding the cell phone. Yeah, is one. Uh, there's also a mission that has uh, players taking home a Lohan-esque character to escape the paparazzi. I recall that mission. Uh, it was a dude. You were taking home a dude that was like, oh my god, it's people taking pictures of me. Yeah, apparently she's gender blind. Um, <laughs> And then finally, there's a mission at a hotel resembling uh, Chateau Marmont in West Hollywood, a place where Lohan visits often and lived for a period of time. Those are her points of why she's suing Rockstar oh. Games. Lindsay, what the hell happened to you? <laughs> you used to be attractive. Matt. Please have Mean Girls Lindsay Lohan back. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Parent Trap. Both of them. Uh, uh. No, not for that purpose. Just. <laughs> <laughs> Just for the fact it's pre-meth. Okay. We just dodged a huge bullet there. No, no, no. no I was saying pre-meth, innocent Lohan. Is that, that uh, the, the, those, those, are the, those are the talking points for... Uh, <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think so, it said that she's contacted her lawyers, but that's, yeah, that's about yeah. it. Yeah, there's no official lawsuit filed yet, so it's unclear which part or, of, or component of GTA V featured a likeness that Lohan claims to be similar to her own. 
Okay, so I'm the only person in this room that's played GTA 5 from start to finish and looked through every nook and cranny except for GTA Online, um, which I, doesn't have I'm much. Three quarters away the there. Blame Link. <laughs> Fine, I will. <laughs> um, there, if I recall, there is one character. There, there's one character that's uh, that's like. You could actually make a case that they're supposed to be making fun of Lindsay Lohan, but it's satire. You can't sue for satire. That's the only reason that the Inquirer still keeps getting, you know, on shelves and stuff like that. Because they have those itty-bitty tiny little disclaimers that says this is all a work of satire. Even though it's not really satire, it's just an exaggeration. Yeah. So, it's... Well, uh, I forget, I think it's a Pitbull song that mentions Lindsay Lohan that she also tried to sue him over. So, she's just sue happy. Yeah. There's also a, um... Uh, there was it was a, I think it was a Super Bowl commercial. What's the what's the one company that uses the talking baby to talk about like trading stocks oh, e, and stuff uh, like e-trade? that? E Trade, yeah. There was a Super Bowl commercial which he was talking and stuff like that, and then um, he, somewhere along the commercial, the baby says just like, "Oh, that's my friend Lindsay, the milkaholic." And then the, the a female baby looks in and it's like, "Milka, why?" And she thought that was making fun of her. <laughs> yeah, so she's just too crazy. She's just she's no no she's <sighs> broke. Well, that too. She was on Letterman a couple months ago. She looks horrible. Yes. I think she sued Letterman for that too. <laughs> you could. You see, made me look bad. That see, was just you. <laughs> see, it was funny because Letterman. I don't know if you guys have watched Letterman in the past like four years, but he's really creepy now. <laughs> now. Like, well, no, he like. I don't know if he's doing it, it was, on purpose no, or no, not. It was okay in the eighties. He hasn't changed. The times have. He's gotten worse. He's getting old. He doesn't care anymore. He's David he's, he's, he's he, yeah. Seriously, he's, he's making like thirty-eight million dollars a year. Um, An episode. <laughs> no, I think he would. No. Um, but he he he's fully embraced that like creepy old man status, and you can tell like when he has certain female guests on. Like he had Martha Stewart on a couple days ago, right? And she had these pants that looked like they were made out of suede. And, and, and so he's just like, oh, those are cool pants. And suddenly he's, like, feeling her up. And he keeps doing that. And he's like, I just can't get over those pants. I'm like, this is really fucking creepy. I feel like I shouldn't be watching this. Because it's David Letterman and Martha Stewart. And I'm just like... It's like just like golden years porn. <laughs> hey, at least he took the high road. And wasn't rubbing her leg going, you missed a man in the jail, didn't you? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but when when he had Lindsay Lohan on, he was asking all like all the questions you would think that his PR people told him not to ask. Like, so what kind of drugs do you do? Nice. Or like you know the hard hitting so, questions. So he's, so he's like, so you stole a necklace, and then she's like, I, you your guys said you wouldn't talk about that, and he's like, well I'm curious, you you actually stole it, didn't you? And I'm just like Dave. It's just like I'm not I'm not a fan of her either, but that just seems mildly insensitive. Ratings. I mean, I don't care, but... Ratings. Yeah. yeah. That was a great episode. <laughs> they reran that like four times when he was gone on vacation and stuff, so... Anyway, so... Um, Lindsay Lohan's of... going to sue Letterman for HD now. Yeah. Best of luck to Rockstar. They really don't need it, though. Coming in at number three... Um, <laughs> something, something, another thing that Goat brought to our attention that I wanted to uh, read verbatim off of Kotaku's website... Um, so apparently there was a game that came out um, called Ashes Cricket 2013, and the headline is... Surely you all remember it. 
Oh, it's the nation. <laughs> Cricket is worldwide. So the uh, so the headline. I, I'm going to read this article verbatim just because uh, again, Luke Plunkett on Kotaku it just nails this article. Um, that's, that's why he does it. He does. Yeah. Um, so the headline is the game's so bad it was canceled after release. So it says, games getting killed early in production, that happens all the time. Games getting canceled in development, also a thing that happens. I can't remember the last time a game was canceled after it was already out and after people had paid money for it. Yet, that's exactly what happened with Ashes Cricket 2013, a game so bad that not only has it been taken off Steam, but publishers 505 Games have taken the extreme step and, quote, canceled it entirely, removing it from sale anywhere and everywhere on the planet. There's a full explanation below, which throws developers Trickstar under the bus, but suffice to say it boils down to the developer having two years to make a Cricket game on a new engine and completely failing to do so, despite assurances to the contrary. After apologizing profusely, 505 goes on to promise everyone who bought the game a full refund. A fair move, but then it wouldn't have been necessary if they'd done the smart thing and never released the game in the first place. Uh, how long is the statement? Okay, this isn't a, that long of a statement, so I'm going to read the statement. This is, this is from the publishers 505 Games, who have done such um, winners as uh, Sherlock Holmes versus Jack the Ripper. Oh, that was the monumental, yeah. The uh, the fan fiction crossover that the 1800s have been dying for. <laughs> Uh, so th this is a statement. As most people who have followed the project closely can affirm, the development of Ashes Cricket 2013 has been fraught with challenges almost from the outset. The chosen developer, even with their many years of Cricket game development experience, was unable to overcome the ex unexpected challenges that the chosen game engine threw up, even with multiple extensions to the development schedule. At the start of the project, 505 Games received all assurances from the developer that the engine was up to the task of creating a dynamic, cutting-edge Cricket game for the modern age across multiple platforms and unfortunately those assurances were found to be misplaced ouch the net result of the challenges we have faced was a game which despite our best efforts over the course of a two-year development couldn't meet the quality benchmarks of either of us our licensors or our customers 505 games main priority right now is to protect the ashes name and that of the ecb and cricket australia and do what we can to recomp recompense the cricket community as the licensee and publisher of name of Crick ashes cricket 2013 505 games would like to apologize publicly and sincerely to our licensors the ecb and cricket australia and their respective partners slash sponsors who have been nothing but patient and supportive of us throughout the challenges this project has presented and who ultimately we have let down that entire paragraph is one sentence uh, our deepest apologies, however, are reserved for the fans of Cricket and Cricket Games Worldwide. 505 Games prides itself on being a safe pair of hands on which gamers of all tastes and denominations can rely to put their best foot forward to co create compelling gaming experiences. It is clear that, in this instance, we have fallen way short of our stated aims and failed to deliver. <laughs> are you okay that last statement was just like, and we're stroking your penis. We're stroking it. <laughs> We know that mitigating factors, as highlighted above, hold little solace to the hordes of excited cricket fans worldwide who had, hordes. Hoped, this, who had hoped this year to be able to play out their fantasy of playing in the Ashes series. The people who purchased the game will be contacted very shortly with details of a full refund. For the hordes! <laughs> For the hordes! <laughs> Um, hey, in, in the horse defense, <laughs> cricket is like football here. 
No, I, I, I have to mention the first comment on this article, which is done by other Kotaku writer Owen Good. Um, his comment is, it's something else when 505 publishes a game that isn't even good enough for the bargain bin. <laughs> <laughs> it's wow. true. I can't think of a single game of theirs that wasn't, like, you know, straight to DVD quality. Which is a shame, but, you know, that's the way it goes. So You gotta uh, have the bad stuff to make the good stuff good. Yeah, but 505 doesn't have much good stuff. I don't think they have any good I mean, stuff. Other no. people's good stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. But they are now the first ones to release a game and go, nah, sorry, we're taking that back. <laughs> so. I've seen videos of the game, and it's like legitimately like. Oh, God, it, lo- it looked like something off of Sega. Yeah. <laughs> like, dun, 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 like, oh, okay, all right. Cricket 91 was better than this. <laughs> Um, so now all we have to wait for is 505 to rename themselves as Takey Backsies, and we're good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, 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 I want to feel bad for 505, but I don't because I seriously can't think of any redeeming games they've ever released ever. That and so. I have no sympathy for people who are like, yes, this sucks. Oh my god, it's doing nothing we told it to do. Put it out. Wait, no, no, wait. Also, oh, we take it back. <laughs> also, it may be because I'm an ignorant American, but I'm not really sure if people were really dying to play a cricket game. They were. You can attest to this. Mm-hmm. I, I know people outside the country, and cricket literally is like the NFL in other places. I thought soccer was like the NFL in other places. No, it's just called football. <laughs> like the fandom oh. of like the craziness and all that. It's like really? cricket, it's cricket and rugby. People are weird. And I'm saying this as a person who doesn't like sports in general. Yeah. yeah, it's basically like we have baseball, football, and basketball. It's soccer, cricket, you know, cricket and rugby. Those are their three. Well, rugby doesn't surprise me. That's a rugby's, tough set. Rugby's awesome. I've, 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 I've seen it a few on games of rugby. It, it's fucking brutal as hell. Yeah. Yeah, I want to take some NFL players and be like, oh, you got a broken whatever. Let's put you in the rugby league for five minutes. You'll <laughs> love the NFL. <laughs> anyway. And they only make ten bucks a game. Really? <laughs> wow. Comparatively to the ridiculous oh, well, yeah. that NFL stars sit on. Coming into number two, um, not a particularly noteworthy release announcement because it's been teased for literally years. Um, so Persona 5 was finally announced by Atlas this past weekend um, to be re- to to finally be released. You know, it's been teased for years, and they finally said it's going to be a thing. You know, I've not played any of the Persona games, so I'm not sure if it's a that big of a deal or not, but I know it has quite the following. Um, the noteworthy thing about this, though, is that it's been announced for to release on PlayStation 3 in late 2014, and English or American and European territories in early 2015. On PS3. Good on Lord. PS3. Yeah, that's that's cool. So if you're a fan of really niche JRPGs, you need to keep your PS3 around at least until, like, March of 2015. Which seems like a bit of a stretch to me, but that's, you know, I could be. Well, I mean, unless there's another niche JRPGs coming out for the next gen, you can just sit on it and wait. That's true. But I just thought that was weird. Like, you know, everyone had been telling, had been asking me over the past several weeks, is like, you know, how long am I, am I going to be able to, you know, play on the 360 and the PS3 and stuff like that? I even, a couple of our friends mm-hmm. um, even texted me and it's like, are they going to shut down Xbox Live when the Xbox One comes out? And I'm like, no, that'd be dumb. They kept Xbox Live running for the original Xbox like four years after, you know, the well, 360 came out. We're just fine. It just says you're on Xbox One. Right. Yeah. yeah. It just added what they're doing on what now, I noticed. I was like, Oh, they got all that nice. 
I really. I, I 2017's don't. the number, isn't it? Then I, I want to say I've seen full support I remember, for 2017. I, I remember they said that the PS3 was going to have a 10-year life cycle, which would, pl- which would place it to 2016. Um, which sounds about right, given how long the PS2 <laughs> might surface just barked at me. Oh, I have a notification. Okay. Um, apparently, that's a thing. I'm going to mute that now. Because I forgot that was a thing. Um... <laughs> <laughs> At least you haven't um, changed your settings so it's like, you know, yelling at you, literally. I should do that. Yeah. <laughs> That'd really wake me up in the morning. Um, so, yeah, so so since the PS3 is supposed to be lasting until 2016, and given how long the PS2 lasted, I mean, the PS2 only ceased development or production a year ago. Yeah. And it came out in, like, what, 2000, 2001? Something like that, yeah. So it, I can see that happening, but I'm just... I, don't I know. like that, though. I like... And that's part of the new Switch, too, that I'm getting used to, is the fact that, like, they're not making you buy next-gen anymore. They're letting you. There, there's a much longer grace period nowadays, which yeah, I'm, I mean, a, I'm a fan like of, back in even the day, though I Yeah, back in the day, day the 21st would have been the last time you used your Xbox 360, because it would have been turned off because Xbox One came out the 22nd, and that's it. That's Thanks for playing. Yeah. Especially considering that they, you know, with the lack of backwards compatibility, they really do have to co- have to support the old systems longer now. Yeah. But so everything uh, right over there. Yeah, I'm. I'm just. I'm, I'm still getting used to. By the way, guys, I bought a Surface on Black Friday, a a, a, a Microsoft Surface, and I'm still kind of getting used to it. And I'm. Uh, I, I'm. I'm messing around with it in the background. Um, and I'm still getting used to like the gestures you have to do in order to close programs and stuff like that. I'm. I'm running. The a lot of the things for the podcast, except for recording, obviously, uh, off of that instead of my bulky ass like five year old laptop now, which is so much better and lighter and easier to move. But but so you didn't I, do like break dancing moves to close apps and stuff on that thing or what? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just I, you have to like swipe it a certain way in order to actually close a program, as opposed to when you hit the Windows button and it just kind of goes in the background. Mm. I didn't notice that until like yesterday. Like, so. Why is this thing running slow? Oh god, I have everything I've ever opened on no, this thing on. It wasn't <laughs> slow. It was just telling me just like you've got too many programs open. I'm like, why? Oh I have sh- nothing open. Oh my god, I have everything open. Yeah. <laughs> so so anyway. Anyway. Um Mindless Microsoft you know, plug. I, I have to assume that Sony is working on something to bring at least their PlayStation Network titles over to the PS4. I have to assume that they're working on that because I, I really hope so because I really want to play Journey on the PS4. Yeah, so I mean, like they, they, it might just be an emulator. Like it might not look any better on the PS4 than it does on the PS3. They might just. I'd be all for that. But um, you know that there's just same thing with Microsoft and the Xbox. Like especially like the Xbox Arcade, like Live Arcade. There are so many great games on yeah. there. Yeah. And and there are so many good. You know, there are a lot oh, of good games. Oh man, on. then I could have Sonic Adventure two on like eight platforms. <laughs> so. I just wonder if since since the Persona folks are saying like it's only going to come out on PS3, they it's entirely possible. Now this is just theorizing, of course. That um, it'll be careful launch on PS4. Hey, hey. like just be Be careful. The last time you just theorized, the QR code happened. (laughs) (laughs) Sony, here's what I think you should do. (laughs) Listen up. Um, but yeah, no. It's... I, I want everyone to know that Charlie totally just like got up out of his chair <laughs> in order to. Uh, what the heck did I just do? You're, you're videoing the wall. <laughs> I'm videoing the wall. How did I? What the f- 
fuck did I do? <laughs> hey, uh, you, Uni, you want to get over there and help him before he breaks something? <laughs> do you need help? No, I got this. It's going well for you. Oh, there you go. Yep, there's there's the standard. Oh, God, turn it off. <laughs> Anywho. Um, it is not unusual. Oh, that's cool. Edit. <laughs> Sorry. Apparently you can continue. Did you just figure out how to snap an app? No. Okay. I, I knew how to do that. Okay. I what just, did you just, I just figure out? I just figured out apparently you can take pictures with it without having to unlock it. Oh, sure. Okay. I didn't know that. That's cool. Tasteful nudes coming. Yeah. There we go. Um, so it, it, it is not unusual practice in the video games and other industries where, you know, um, the, um, like, you know, like if for, it, it would not be weird if Sony went to them and said, you, you have this semi-high profile thing that, that's going to be coming out and you're thing. only working at, on, on PS3. Now, I know I, and nobody in this room is a, is a Persona fan, but as you said, the, the, Yet. The, the fan base is definitely there. I've got Persona 4 on my backlog. Fair enough. Um, I'm interested. I just haven't got to it. But... Um, it, it's that's the exact kind of perfect scenario that it would be for Sony to come on them and say, you're working on this thing for PS3. Um, we have an emulator coming out for the PS4 to play PS3 games, and we would like you to test that and not tell anybody about it. And, and Atlas is actually really good about keeping secrets. Yeah, so I'm, I'm just saying it's entirely possible that something like that could happen. Hmm. That could be cool. Now, wait, getting back to that whole arcade thing none of your stuff on your 360 can go over to your one not right correct. now okay as of now but yes correct okay they better fix that because i have a lot of money wrapped up into yeah obsolete equipment now and that would not make me happy that i can't take it with me when i can just i'm already using the same service yeah i i i, I would like it if it transferred over especially because i really love to you know, uh, get rid of boxes that I don't use as much around my, you know, setup and stuff like that. But the, the problem is that, is that they have, they would need to decide that, you know, putting the money and time into developing the capabilities for that is worth it. And right now, I just don't see them having that big of a reason to do it. Yeah. The, you know, the 360s are still selling like hotcakes. Oh, yeah. You know, like, and they years, probably will for at least another year. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, they would, they would need to say that if, if we did this, it will help us sell. You know, X many more oh, Xbox yeah, yeah, yeah. Ones to justify the cost, and I, right now I don't think. No, that, no, I understand. That, I understand that, that, but like down the road, when, sure, absolutely. When, when, like they, you know, when they kill off the 360, it'd be kind of nice to be like, hey, you don't need to actually use your 360. Right. It's right here. I, I you know, with, with, considering the fact that they just came out with another 360 revision, a hardware revision, mm -hmm. it's entirely possible that by the time they do kill off the 360. Very few people are going to care. Yeah, you know, we'll yeah. all have moved on to our you know Xbox One live. It's kind of like the original yeah. Xbox and the 360. You right. know, by the time the 360 came out, a lot of people were you know there was maybe like one or two big games for the Xbox after that within the span of a couple months after the 360 launch, right. and then it just kind of like bye. You know, it, it just faded yeah. away. Same thing with the GameCube. You know, the Wii came out. Suddenly, everyone's focus is on that. Yeah, it's, yeah. Well, it, the GameCube also helped. True. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a little bit different because, of course, you know, you could play, you know, most of the, you know, the the higher profile Xbox One games on the 360. Yeah. So that was there, and they didn't have an Xbox Live marketplace to speak of on the Xbox yeah. on the original Xbox, of course. So right. Uh, but yeah, I understand what you're saying. And your Wii yeah. plays GameCube games. Yeah. Right. True. So. Um, so they technically so, did. They just haven't done it to the digital level that right. we're at now. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think we're pretty close to see. I think we're probably one holiday season away from seeing the ninety nine dollar Xbox three sixty. I so, wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm gonna buy seven of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and, do I dare ask why seven? A coffee table. Okay. He's going to literally make a coffee table out of 360. Well, I made the joke today yeah. that our Best Buy is built out of PS4s. That's where they all went. So, <laughs> you know. I think it'd be really cool. Yeah. Actually, I kind of want to do that event sometime. Just... Build a coffee table out of retro consoles? Yeah, that'd be cool. As long as there's no bugs living in them. <laughs> Even if there is, whatever. But, um, you know, as uh, as long as they are able Wait, to... Wait, like real bugs or like <laughs> digital bugs? Moving on. Okay. <laughs> As long as they're able to keep selling, you know, have this other product line that they can they can keep kicking out the door. Like, you know, a ninety nine dollar Xbox three hundred and sixty could end up selling like the original Wii. I mean, you know, with it could. with the library that it has and the support that it has, and you know, for ninety nine bucks, I mean, that's that's kind of like the magic price point for something like this. And so yeah. we could see well, the yeah, Xbox because then, because then you're not in triple digits anymore. So yeah. everyone's just like, oh my god, exactly. this is so affordable. Exactly. Well, isn't that where the Wii's at right now? Well, mm. I. I mean, they they just came out with that little mini Wii, the Wii the, Mini, that little stripped down thing, which is. Oh, oh you have thoughts saying, about this? I see. The Wii hot? Mini is just such a pointless console. You're familiar with it, right? I've it's, seen. It's, I, I'm, I'm. Yeah. It's not even that much smaller than the Wii. It doesn't have internet capabilities. Period. Period. Like, like no wireless thing built into it. Not even an Ethernet port, which the original Wii didn't have an Ethernet port either. No right. internet capabilities. Doesn't play GameCube games. And it comes in a weird, suddenly two-tone red and black finish. And it's got one of those weird, like, top-loading, like, you know... It's not a slot-loading drive? It's not a slot-loading drive. It's a, it's a top-loader, you know, those are cheaper, a boombox-style, you know, yeah. thing. We got them at Best Buy a week ago. I'm like, I for, I didn't know these were coming to the U.S. I thought they were a Canadian-only thing. <laughs> that explains Seriously? the red and black. Yeah. Huh? That explains the red and black. <laughs> so... But so, so you can't even like buy an adapter to get the no. the the, the, the uh, what is the Wii Internet uh, the the Wii game marketplace uh, the Wii that? Shop channel right yeah you can't even nope. nothing no, nope. none of that nothing wow yeah huh. well it kind of makes so sense they're pushing all it can do is play disc based Wii games and what are they selling that for it's a hundred bucks ninety nine wow that's a lot for that keep in mind the Wii itself like the the perfectly capable still doesn't play gamecube games but has the internet capabilities and comes packaged with like wii sports and wii sports resort and maybe fucking mario or something like that is like 110 yeah yeah exactly wait the new wii's don't play don't backlog anymore the gamecube stuff no they haven't for years oh not for like three years oh wait really yeah huh oh i didn't know that either yeah they don't play gamecube games anymore mine does (laughs) <laughs> like it doesn't have the port does it not have the controller ports on it or anything it doesn't know oh wow oh i didn't realize there was a hardware revision yeah well it's not really much of a hardware revision i mean the only the, the only thing you can tell a major difference between them because you know how the original wii it came with the stand and it was supposed to be that weird like tilted thing yeah, yeah. the new ones they've reoriented like the logo on it so that it's supposed to be horizontal oh. And it doesn't come with a stand anymore. So that's how that's that's how I've been telling everyone like the difference because we still have some of the old ones. So, huh? Yeah, it is kind of weird, but Nintendo's doing all this sneaky stuff, and and still no progress. <laughs> yeah. I managed to sell someone a Wii U today when they were pissed off they didn't we didn't have any more Xbox Ones. Wow, that's what that's what Nintendo's <laughs> looking forward to, huh? Yeah. <laughs> 
oh my god, we're hitting our sales numbers. Everybody else is sold out of what they actually want. We're plan B. Some people are perfectly happy with being number three. <laughs> anyway. And finally, coming in at number one, uh, this is probably going to be the shortest story we talk about, but it's it, it, it just it, it ignited all my fanboy sensors. There's apparently an open-world Star Wars game in development from EA. I'll repeat that. There's apparently an open-world Star Wars game in development at EA. For consoles. Yes. Yes. That, that's, I think, the important part, because there are already open-world Star Wars games. Well, yeah, those are MMOs, <laughs> though. Oh, this is not an MMO. This is allegedly not an MMO. Oh, so I didn't catch like, that part. I just assumed it was an MMO just no, for consoles. Um, so the, the story so this here is goes... A... Uh, so Internet Super Sleuth, uh, Super Annunation, whatever the fuck he goes by. <laughs> no one knows his real name. He's just a guy that like roots around in the internet and is just like, oh, there are job listings for that. This is being made. Um, that's his job. He just publishes one article a week on Kotaku and just fucking whatever. Anyway... Um, he found all these job listings looking for people who are familiar with open world video game design with a uh, with a major IP that'd be interested in working on a major IP for Electronic Arts. This guy, Super Annunation, sends emails out to the people with the job listings, just like, by any chance is that related to Star Wars? And they say, yeah, it's a Star Wars game. So someone at EA probably lost their job by yeah. saying, oh yeah, we're working on an open-world Star Wars game. But it's a fucking open-world Star Wars game. So when you say so open-world as for the likes of like uh, Infamous and Prototype and... Yes. And the why I pick It's those, Grand Theft Auto Moss Eisley. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> the okay. wretched hive of scum and villainy. Now on your Xbox One. <laughs> <laughs> that was excellent. EA, you can have that one free of charge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just just quote us on your inevitable commercials. Just bury us in the thanks, the special thanks yeah. at the end of the credits. Thanks to Gamerhead Radio. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck are those guys? So so I'm really excited for a potential open world Star Wars game because I'm a massive Star Wars fan and I like games. <laughs> Do you now? <laughs> I just wanted okay. to throw that out there. I'll, uh, I would play that. I know you're more of a Star Trek fan. Definitely prefer the Trek over the Wars, but I'm a fan of both. Goat, you've been quiet. Not a fan. Huh? No, there's nothing I can say that. I mean, they. Your, your ecstaticness could be there's going to be a droid cooking mama, and you'd be like, I'm gonna pre-order it yesterday. It's gonna be amazing. I'd play the shit out of that. Exactly. <laughs> so I just. And again, I'm also the person that once they announced that Pikachu detective game, I'm just like, oh my god, I can't buy enough of it. So I'm just like letting it, <laughs> just letting you go. Thank you. Let, let me live in my own little. I just hope it's not based on the Clone Wars franchise. Like that would I ruin just, it. I like mean, I like the Clone Wars television show, but, but, but no. I'm really hoping for uh, like Grand Theft Auto Star Wars. That'd be cool. Now what? I don't think it would actually be that gritty. <laughs> what planet? But let's uh, ideally, given the vastness of the Star Wars universe, I would have to assume that multiple planets would be involved here. I would hope. But let's just say you had to pick one. Oh. Would it be Coruscant? It would have to be. Yeah. It would have to be the. It would have to be Coruscant. And what? T what era? Oh. Because there's several different ways they could take. That. I mean. It, oh. <laughs> I just like everybody to know. Mike is currently resting his head on his microphone out of sheer frustration. I, I think I've broken him. I think I have offered him a choice that his logic filters were unable to process. 
I don't want to choose. Like I'd, like, I'd be happy with fucking... I just want another good Star Wars game. Like, the first, like, like Battlefront 1 and 2 came, and they were awesome, and then they were going to make Battlefront 3, and then that didn't happen because Pandemic went under, and then the, and then no more Star Wars games because Disney bought it. And, then, and there was also Force Unleashed 1, which was really good, and there was Force Unleashed 2, which was okay, but not really that great. Yeah. And then EA announced fucking Battlefront 3, and I think I jumped up and down like a 12-year-old, and now this, and it's like, it would be easier if EA just came into my house and took all of my money. <laughs> That's their goal. <laughs> oh, For every household. <laughs> if I mention how much of a Star Wars fan I am. Do you have the R2-D2 Xbox 360? I don't. I'm surprised. I was... I, I really wanted it. Like, like I started saving up the money and everything, but no matter what, this is how much restraint I have when I need it. I could not justify it. I just couldn't. What are you talking about? It makes the noise when you open it. <laughs> and it came with a huge-ass hard drive. Is that part of the, uh, the, the brand name we mentioned last week? Huge-ass fans? Oh, yes. <laughs> huge-ass hard drives? Yes. Remember, emphasis on the huge... Huge, huge ass, ass hard fan. drives. Huge <laughs> ass fan. I laughed uncontrollably when I got to listening to that part again. So yeah, so open world Star Wars game, all my money, etc. So you're going to be fanboying out a lot then, because you do realize you're going to be pushing more and more towards 7, right? I know. You're going to get the uh, Star Wars yes. Kart Racer and the Cooking yes. Mama and the... Special yes. edition Skylanders and <laughs> yes. Or sorry, oh Disney. my god! If they made Star Wars Skylanders, sorry, it'll be Disney Infinity. Oh yeah, you're right. No, I won't get that then. Have you played Lego Star Wars Three, the Clone Wars one? I did. I didn't like it as much as the other ones for some really? reason. We liked it. Uh, Sean and I liked it better than the others, than the other Star Wars ones. I, I don't know. I, I, maybe it was because I wasn't as like emotionally attached to the Clone Wars franchise as I was with the like actual trilogies. But oh, neither, neither were we. But we liked the the mission variety, like like especially yeah. like the, the the squad commanding missions. We, yeah. we found to be really fun. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe maybe it was because there was a, such a huge gap from when I played the original two Lego Star Wars games and the third one because I haven't played any of the other Lego games except for unless you count Lego Rock Band. Um. So, I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> anyway. So that's the week in news. Uh, for our feature today, we're picking and choosing our picks. Picking and choosing our p- Yeah, fucking whatever. <laughs> um, we're giving you our picks for the Spike Video Game Awards. So anyway, we're picking our... Uh, Noses. Desit- <laughs> anyway... <laughs> So we're uh, making our picks for the Spike Video Game Awards, which airs on December 7th, not the 8th. I got it wrong. Oh, it's a Saturday. That's okay. Um, Interesting thing to note, it's not called the Spike VGAs anymore. Now it's the Spike VGX. Video game excellence? Sure. (laughs) Video game cross to be announced. (laughs) Um... Video Game Extreme! Another interesting thing to note, it's not being aired on television this year. It's only going to be available for watching on Spike's website, on, I think, MTV2's website, on Xbox One and Twitch, maybe? Yeah. So video games are no longer popular. No, they're popular. They just can't find a time slot for it. According to TV. (laughs) Um, 
Of course, the, the video game awards, traditionally, no one really pays attention to the actual awards. They more pay attention to um, the big reveals and stuff like that. That's a lie. Excuse me, that's the only reason I ever watch it. Um, the only reveal we have confirmed this year so far is for uh, a trailer for Witcher 3, which nice. I'm really looking forward to. Um, Who's hosting? Who's hosting? I don't know, actually, about the show. Uh, really VGX, the next generation of video game awards. Oh, here we go. It is an all-day gaming experience and a true binging dream for gamers. Oh. This is directly on Spike's website, by the way. I gathered. Whoa. <laughs> While its roots lie in the video game awards, VGX will abandon the traditional Hollywood-style awards show to feature more world premiere game trailers than ever before, plus extended deep dives into the next generation of games, new looks at gaming culture, one-on-one -on -one interviews with the industry's most visionary creatives, and expert panels digging into what's coming to consoles in 2014 and beyond. The new format features more games, less fame, in an intimate studio setting. Hang on, Goat needs a second here, I think. <laughs> Did they find some jackass on the side of the stream was like, hey, do you know something about video games? No. Perfect. Write this article. Um, <laughs> continuing. Uh, VGX nominees are determined by the VGX Advisory Council. Hang on. Hang on. So it's the video game's experience? Which, apparently. They do re which realize is, it starts with an E, right? Which... Which is made up of a group of some of the most well-respected video game journalists from media outlets such as Entertainment Weekly. Oh, God. <laughs> then it gets better. Game Informer, Joystick, Kotaku, Polygon, IGN, Game Trailers, GameSpot, Wired.com, USA Today, and Associated Press? Okay. We start shitty, we have good in the middle, and then we end the shit sandwich with the other side of the bread. <laughs> yes. VGX will be streamed across Xbox One, Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, Twitch, iOS, and Android devices and available globally on VGXLive.com, Hulu, Yahoo Screen, the Yahoo Screen app, and Viacom Properties, Spike.com, ComedyCentral.com, MTV.com, MTV2.com, BET.com, and yes. GameTrailers.com. <laughs> I'm sorry, which one of these is not like the others? BET? VGX will be live streamed for three hours on Saturday, December 7th, beginning at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Spike TV will also air highlights of the show as, quote, VGX replay on Monday, December 9th at midnight. Wait a second. So it's an all-day experience, but it starts at 6 p.m. <laughs> yeah. And it's only three hours. No, no, so no, apparently it, it's for, three. for us, it starts at 5, 5 p.m. Fine. But so it's an all-day <laughs> experience that starts at 5 p.m. Till 8. Till 8. So apparently, I find that to be stereotypical against gamers. It's like all day. <laughs> I find it awkward that Spike only has a three-hour day. I'm taking yeah. a look at the advisory console to see if there's anybody I know. There's uh, Andy McNamara, editor-in-chief from Game Informer, Brian Crescenti from Polygon, Chris Grant from Polygon, uh, oh, Jeff Keeley from Game Trailers, uh, Jeff Gersman from Giant Bomb. Oh, uh, one of the guys from Perry Arcade. I don't remember which one he is, though. Jerry Hulk Holkins. I don't remember which one he is. Yeah. Um, we do the Perry or Arcade. We got a 50-50 on this. Yeah. Ludwig Katesman from Joystick. Oh, the other guy from Penny Arcade. So both of them will be there. Okay, okay cool. The full Penny Arcade. Uh, Steven Totillo from Kotaku. Tal Blevins from IGN? Still? That's not all of them. I just named the most notable. Oh, and Steven Totillo from Kotaku. Because, you know, Kotaku. And we Stan's Tacos is doing catering. 
<laughs> okay, so let's start it off. Uh, the only viewer-voted uh, category is most anticipated game, and it's a really loaded um, category here. The five nominees, we start off with Destiny, Titanfall, South Park, The Stick of Truth, Witcher 3, Wild oh, Hunt, oh, come on. and Watch Dogs. Really? Oh, man. Right? Wow. <laughs> That's like Russian roulette. I know. I'm, With I'm, all the barrels full. The, <laughs> the, <laughs> wow. That's a great analogy, actually. Um, I honestly have to go with watchdogs. Yeah, you would in your pockets. <laughs> That's a throwback. In the pockets. <laughs> I have to go with watchdogs. Just because, I mean, the other games I'm looking forward to, literally all of these I'm looking forward to. But well, yeah, They're all anticipated. But watchdogs was the one that crushed me when it wasn't coming out at launch for next-gen consoles. And all the other ones, I don't think I'd be that disappointed if they were delayed. Well, you were and, like all and above. two of these have been delayed multiple times. Well, up until they delayed Watch Dogs, you were all raving about the fact that you could put your hands in your pockets on your new-gen system, and that yes. was all the reason you were buying it. Yes. So I could see why you were crushed. Yes. Yeah, not having Watch Dogs at launch is why I didn't keep my PS4, so that would have to be my choice as well. Goat. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Stick of Truth. Really? Yep. That's a very close second for me. Interesting. RPG with South Park, that's going to be so wrong, it's going to be right. I'm in. <laughs> okay. Uh, so game of the year. Um, all the other um, all the other categories are voted on by the aforementioned advisory council from all sorts of journalists and stuff like that. Uh, so the game of the year nominees are uh, Bioshock Infinite, Grand Theft Auto Five, Super Mario 3D World, The Last of Us, and Tomb Raider. What was the, I'm sorry. What was the category one more time? Game of the year. Game of the Just year. overall game of the year. And the choices were what again? Bioshock Infinite, okay. Grand Theft Auto V, Super Mario 3D World, The Last of Us, and Tomb Raider. I, I'm kind of sad that Nino Kuni isn't on this list, but I'm not surprised. Because it's my personal game of the year so far. You and, Dan, you, know, you and Dan huh? would be on that. Yeah, You yeah, and yeah, your 50 front. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I like it too, but... Um, but so, since Nino Cooney isn't here, I'd have to go with Bioshock. All right. Here's my thing. And you, you guys can help me with this. How is Mario on the list? It's been out for, what, a week? It came out this year. Uh, that's all it takes. That's all it takes. Remember. Huh? But I'm saying, like, it doesn't take longer to figure out Game of the Year than, like, remember, four weeks? the advisory panel is a bunch of journalists. Oh, so they've had it for a while. They've had it for okay. a while. All right, that makes sense. I've always wondered that. And I was just kind of like, well, why were Besides, here? with the VGX Awards specifically, I believe they bring everyone to a specific event at an undisclosed location where they play the games and things like that. Oh, and uh, they, yeah. They, they just make a full, like, week out of it. Oh, okay. Just like E3, yeah. kind of, but... I always wondered how that worked. I'm, for the viewers, I'm sure it's like, you know, hey, this game well, came no, out remember, five minutes before the... Uh, these, these nominees were announced before Super Mario 3D World was even out. So, uh, yeah, a lot of people, yeah, yeah, a lot of people I, had that same thought. It's just like, wait a minute, we haven't even played this yet. Yeah, so... so. Okay, just to clear it up for the viewers. Yeah. Listeners now. We're back to <laughs> listeners. Oh, yeah. Uh, so my pick is Infinite. Yeah, I went the second, the Infinite. And third. Well, that's unanimous. <laughs> I bought the um, shirt. It's got to be Game of the Year. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, I need to play it again. Oh, this one should be a little bit more interesting. Mario 3D World definitely had um, is is a, a, a ton of fun, and it is by far the most... Like, you know, the most revolutionary Mario game I've played in a long time. But there were just so many 
This was a jaw-dropping year moments. for video games. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I can't. I mean, I can't remember a year where we haven't been able to say that. I mean, there. I mean, like I, I oh, really I just can. So can I. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Noted. Um, you know, I, I I think you know the the video game industry definitely has. Um, proven itself yeah, time definitely. and time again as far as being able to put out great content. But there were just so many jaw-dropping moments in Infinite for me that I would absolutely yeah. go with that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next up, in the next category is Studio of the Year. Only four nominees for this one. Irrational Games, of course, for uh, Bioshock. Naughty Dog for The Last of Us. Uh, Rockstar North, uh, of course, of Grand Theft Auto. And The Fulbright Company. Who? That's what I said. I'm going to hope that I can click on this or something and, and no i can't fulbright i've never heard that before in my life yeah. i've probably seen it what is it what's it look like it, it's a light bulb that just says fulbright i think i've seen that somewhere fulbright, not here fulbright is an f-u-l-l-b-r-i-g-h-t i think the u has the dots too I, I've never heard of them. They're probably like an indie game company. I, I feel like I know the name, but I've I'm not. seen that logo they are somewhere. An independent video game studio. Okay. Most well known for getting there. Some game called Gone Home. Oh, okay. Gone Home is a really well received indie game that I've been meaning to play. Looks like Steam only, right? Do you go home? I, I'm not sure. I've not played it. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know if there was actually like a story behind or something. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, well, we're now in Indy. All right. That, that, okay. That's cool. Kudos to them for putting an Indy on there. Yeah. Um, but again, kind of like with Bioshock, I have to go with Irrational just because I'm most impressed with what they did with Bioshock. Yeah, I would have to second that because the rest of them pretty much didn't do anything new. Well, yeah. I can, well, yeah, one could argue that Bioshock Infinite wasn't exactly new. But I'm saying, like, story, but it was still, like... Like, it was... It wasn't new content-wise, but like the approach they took for it and story-wise, yeah. it was new. Yeah, yeah, agreed. I um, I don't know how you would vote. For, I, I don't know. I, I I don't see how a developer, like a game studio, would win that award and not have their game win game of the year. How, yeah, I, I find those to be very, very, very closely connected. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that only happened once. I think it was. Um, I forget what the game what the game of the year was, but Rocksteady won Studio of the Year for the for Arkham Asylum, because um, I'm pretty sure Arkham Asylum didn't win Game of the Year. No, I think that was Call of Duty that year, wasn't it? It's probably it was probably like Call of Duty Four or something. I think so. So, uh, and now for Goat's favorite category, Best Shooter. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be fun. Uh, choices are pretty self-explanatory: Battlefield Four, Call of Duty Ghosts, Bioshock Infinite, and Metro Last Light. Uh, Goat, I think you're the only one that actually played Last Light. Mm -hmm. What did you think of it? It was all right. It was not flawed. shooter of the year quality. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it was flawed. Yeah. I think our choices here are pretty obvious. Mm -hmm. I don't know. See, I you know obviously we'd go to, for Bioshock, but I, I'm still struggling to consider it a shooter. But yeah. yeah I First person, yes, but the shooting wasn't... Well, I guess I did shoot all the way through it. I mean, I'd consider it more of a shooter than, say, Fallout, but... Yeah. yeah. Well, Not hey, as much of a shooter as Battlefield, hey, so... if we all remember, I played it as an FPS. Yeah. It worked out great. <laughs> you did. That was... So that's my choice. That was <laughs> impressive. Okay, so we'll all go with Bioshock for that one, too. Um... Oh, here we go. This one will this one will mix things up a little bit. Best action adventure game between Assassin's Creed Four, Black Flag, Grand Theft Auto Five, The Last of Us, and Tomb Raider. Um, Grand Theft Auto Five is an action. Okay. 
That's kind of a stretch. It's, it's, that's really the only category it can fit in. Because, is it action-adventure, yeah. or is there a separate adventure category? It's action-adventure. Oh, it's action-adventure. Yeah, because I would consider that an adventure game. Yeah. There's not a separate adventure yeah, category. Yeah, so it's actually an adventure. Um, well, I've only played Tomb Raider, so I would... I I've uh, I can only attest um, to that. I'm gonna pick Tomb Raider because it was that fucking good. Yeah, it really it really was. Like I played that one again. Yeah. Which I need to. I'm torn. Like Grand Theft Auto Five was great. I'm playing through Assassin's Creed Four, and it's great, but not like best adventure game great. I did the, the Last of Us didn't grab me. Tomb Raider was good, but like you know, I kind of have that the same mentality that I did with Uncharted. It's like it's good, but it's not like. Impressive. See, I went with The Last of Us as the Uncharted kind of thing, where I was like, I get it, but this isn't like. Now wowing. everyone understood how I felt. Um, just for the sake, of, just for the sake of it's the only one that I'm really not struggling my, with myself with. I'm probably going to go with GTA Five for that one. Okay. Um, Safe. Pitch. Should we get yes. best sports no, game? No, let's do sports. Okay. <laughs> um, There's a thing for them. the nominees for best sports game are FIFA 14, MLB 13 the show, NBA 2K14 and NHL 14. Huh. I'm going to pick FIFA. Why? Um <laughs> Well, because I I have seen the reviews and all that and everybody actually like it, it they're good. They're with uh, the NHL 14, everybody's picking that apart. The 2K uh well, same, same thing for the show. Yeah, same with the show and NBA 2K14 everybody's just kind of like yeah, it's All a basketball game. All I know is a bunch game. of my friends are pissed off that LeBron James is on the cover. Mm. So, yeah, out of all those reviews I've seen, FIFA's gotten the best, so I'm going to pick it based on the reviews. Charlie, do you have an opinion? I'm voting present. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I will agree with Charlie. <laughs> yeah, Quidditch didn't make it this year. Do we want to try best independent game? Because I don't think any of us have played any of these, except I've played Stanley Parable. Uh, what do you got there? Gone Home. Nope. Kentucky Route Zero. Huh? Papers, Please. Okay. And the Stanley Parable. I've heard great things about Papers, Please. I also have heard... I've heard great things about all of these, but I haven't actually I'm tried any of them. Papers, Please, because it's, um... It's being cordial. <laughs> do, you, do you know what that is, Goat? Huh? That's the one where you play a border uh, a border uh, agent, and you're asking for people's papers as they're crossing the, the border into the country. Yeah, he's saying, please. <laughs> it's already fiction. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. Yeah, that. That'd be pretty fun, Going actually. Right over that category. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here's mine. Best RPG. Oh my god, I'm gonna have so uh, such a hard time with this. So, Final Fantasy 14 Online. Yeah. Fire Emblem Awakening. Nino Kuni and There's Pokemon your... X and Y. Oh come on. <laughs> fuck does that? I can't pick between Fire Emblem, Nino Kuni, and Pokemon. Really? I, Final Fantasy XIV? Let me figure it out. That's like the greatest game ever. <laughs> I can't pick. I, I cannot pick. I'm gonna go with Nino Kuni because it was such groundbreaking and Pokemon will get it next year. It was more of the same but prettier. Yeah. Pokemon will get next year that. when they do something crazy. I can agree with that. You know what? You swayed me. I'm also <laughs> going to go with Nino Kuni. I agree. <laughs> oh, so you haven't played Nino Kuni, have you? No, I haven't. Oh, I have to get you a copy. I, I, it was on sale on Amazon the other day for 15 bucks. Yeah. Well I worth the pickup. Huh? Well worth the pickup. Definitely. He was preaching you to me. Even, you haven't even finished it. No, but I keep working on it. Um, another category that we might kind of just glaze right over. Um, best fighting game. Brian Lesser. 
<laughs> Brian, if you want to chime in between these nominees uh, for next week's mailbag. No, no, no. I'm choosing him as the best fighting game. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, so our choices are Dive Kick, Injustice, Gods Among Us, Killer Instinct, and Tekken Revolution. Number two, please. Injustice? Yes. Agreed. I actually really enjoyed Injustice. I so did, too. I'd, I'd actually have to agree with that. As short as it was, it was actually really good. I like the, uh, the story interweaving with the fights that was kind of yeah cool. it was it was a, it was a solid fighter and with it with it actually like with a good story mode yeah. so yeah oh here we go this is usually goat's category but i'm relatively certain he hasn't played any of these all right uh, racing game f1 2013 no i don't do f1 grid 2 uh not yet forza motorsport 5 which i know you haven't played i have to at the demo <laughs> And Need for Speed Rivals, which I also know you haven't played. No. And you're also not a fan of, if I remember right. Mm, depends. Need for Speed's kind of shaky these days. Um, since only one of these is a game I'm really even interested in, I'd have to lean more towards Need for Speed Rivals. Uh, I'm going to fanboy out and say Forza or die. <laughs> Charlie, do you have an opinion? Um, I'm going to vote for Angry Birds Go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. That's not a category. Can you oh. please re-select your selection? No. Really? There's a best DLC category. <laughs> actually, this one's pretty much a landslide from what I can tell. Uh, actually, this might be tough. Borderlands 2, Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep. Uh, Dishonored, The Knife of Dunwall. Far Cry 3, Blood Dragon. Right. And Mass Effect 3, Citadel. Oh, man. Now... Well. I'm pretty sure it's a law of physics that we have to go with Blood Dragon. Yeah. <laughs> Probably which the I've, greatest DLC which I still need of to play. the current era. Which yeah. is funny, because it's not technically DLC. It is its, it's own yeah. standalone, right? Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. But it's amazing. Um, so now we get into the interesting part of the nominees, where this one says best Xbox game, but only none of these are exclusive. Because it's, uh, it's, 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 it's Bioshock Infinite, Brothers of Tale of Two Sons, which is technically also on PC, so yeah. kind of Xbox exclusive. Grand Theft Auto V and Tomb Raider. Uh, what? So I'm gonna, I'm gonna see what the other what the PlayStation one says. Same ones. Uh, Grand Theft Auto V, Rayman Legends, what? What? The, the Last of Us, and Tomb Raider. So the Last of Us wins by default in PlayStation. Is Rayman Legends at least... I, I, I'm hoping there's a best Wii U category. There's a best Nintendo game next. Is uh, Rayman Legends listed? Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, this one actually might be tricky. Pikmin 3, Rayman Legends, Super Mario 3D World, and The Wonderful 101. Those are all Nintendo games. Good job, well, guys. Well, Rayman's not, but... Oh, that's right. <laughs> well, technically... It, it, it was exclusive of, yeah. for a good six months. They're talking about the challenge app. Yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> I need to confer with my counsel. Hang on a second. <laughs> I, I, we're, okay. Um, That's what marriage is, Mike. <laughs> and she's like, I'm sick. I, 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 like, I like you away from me. Well played, sir. That's like Husband of the Year award. Let let the record show that Charlie is making his decision entirely. I conferred. On, I conferred on, on, with counsel. On what? So, for those of you who obviously aren't in the room with us right now, Charlie <laughs> got up out of his seat, went over to the door, asked his wife, "Which did you like better, Super Mario 3D World or Rayman Legends?" And she said, "Rayman Legends." Yay! 
okay. That doesn't surprise me whatsoever. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, of these, I've only played Rayman Legends and the Wonderful 101, although from what I've seen of Super Mario 3D World, I'm going to love it immensely. I'm probably not going to think Pikmin 3 is any kind of Game of the Year material. Um, it's a third game. I mean, really. Yeah. Um, I, I just need to, I just, real, real quick, just while it's relevant, I meant to mention this earlier in what we were playing, but... Um, if you don't, have, if if you have the opportunity to have somebody play Mario 3D World with you as Peach, do that. Otherwise, play it play it by yourself as Peach. When you're running low on levels, running low on lives, it might get a game over because she makes the most adorable little sad trombone noise <laughs> in the game over screen that just does not get old. You're gonna make it a ringtone, aren't you? A notification, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> This podcast has the weirdest selling points. <laughs> Are you surprised? So between a sad peach trombone <laughs> to my left, which would be Charlie, and anything in a cat suit to my right being Mike, hey, 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 hey. Mario 3D World is the greatest thing since everything. <laughs> I don't know. Everything's pretty great. Okay, since Star Wars. Oh, hey now. <laughs> I'm just fighting words. I feel like I'd have to go with... I feel like I'd have to go with Rayman Legends just out of the fact that I haven't played Mario 3D World or Pikmin 3 yet, although I imagine I would probably change my vote to 3D World once I've actually played it. Uh, I have played 3D World. Um, have you? Yeah. Oh, the, 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 just the demos, though. Well, I, yeah, I played a couple levels at the Best Buy demo mm. a couple months ago, and it was awesome. The, the, one of the reasons why I'm, why I'm actually... Actually, As of a my own ago. person, uh, aside from my council's uh, opinion, uh, going with Rayman Legends is because it is by far the best um, best use of the second screen on the Wii U. Oh yeah, out of out of any game that I've Absolutely. that I've really experienced on there so far. There may oh, be Murph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and um, I mean, even aside from that, I mean, even when you're even when you're not uh, you know controlling Murphy, there there's second screen elements. Um, that, that you could that you can do in there. Bubbles. Um, yes, <laughs> there are also bubbles. <laughs> I like um, the bubbles. And uh, you know, uh, Mario 3D World does a, does a few things with the, with the touch screen, especially with the motion side of it, being able to like uh, like actually, there are some scenes where you're like looking through binoculars, so to speak. And you actually have to like take this and like move, go like this to kind of look around the world. But um, uh, for those who can't see me, I was you actually have to hold up the gamepad yeah, and actually physically move it around. In we're your still physical too used space. to people watching us yeah. live on YouTube. Yeah. Back, back to audio only, boys. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it wasn't um, it wasn't quite as fluid and well integrated as Rayman Legends was. So. Mm. Uh, so the next category is best PC game, which is pretty much a bunch of indie games in Battlefield Four. I'll pick none. Okay. <laughs> I like no PC. <laughs> Battlefield 4, Gone Home, Papers, Please, and the Stanby Stanley Parable. I don't think any of us have an opinion on either of any of these. Go with Steam. Uh, what's next? Best handheld game. Ooh, what do we got? Ooh, this could be tough. Animal Crossing, New Leaf, mm -hmm. Pokemon X and Y, Tearaway, okay. and Legend of Zelda, A Link Between Worlds. Why do you do this to me? <laughs> Fucking Pokemon. You know, it's just I, like, I, there I, you go. I will give Spike this. At least they're picking nominees that are legitimately, like... Relevant? Well, like, tough. Yeah. Like, it's not like a landslide, like, yeah. which way you're gonna go, mm -hmm. you know? Like, I'm legitimately torn between Pokemon, and I would probably be torn between Pokemon and Zelda if I had played Zelda by now, but I I'm still going to I am completely torn between those two, because I am in the middle of Zelda, and I have beat Pokemon. But regardless, I would probably still lean more towards Pokemon, just because it's Pokemon. 
Yeah, I would have to lean towards Zelda. Really would. Charlie, we need a tiebreaker. I know you haven't played either of these. Give me the nominees one more time, please. <laughs> I'm only going to give you the two that we voted on. Fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Pokemon X and Y and Legend of Zelda Link Between Worlds. Zelda. Oh, That's right. Because Zelda's new and awesome in a sequel, and Pokemon no, is no, new not. and awesome in a sequel. Because, <laughs> like, Son of a bitch. Just because, like you said before, it just seems like Pokemon is just more of the same but prettier. Oh. Zelda is. Zelda's not much better. Hey, low rule. <laughs> <laughs> and you broke goat. <laughs> Really? You picked the worst feature <laughs> in the entire game? Hey, extra credit for the slanting technology. <laughs> anyway. Um, like, the fairy is more cool than that stupid word. <laughs> Moving on to the yes. nominee for best casual game, we've got Animal Crossing New Leaf, Disney Infinity, Skylanders Swap Force, and Plants vs. Zombies 2. Well, we know Charlie's vote. Charlie, do I dare ask what you're voting for? I don't know. Do you? Goat. <laughs> Casual? Apparently. Okay. Um, okay. Hold on. I, I can see all of these, but maybe Animal Crossing being considered say. casual game. Casual gaming is like I get to it when I can, right? Animal Crossing. You is need to your... sink maybe like at least an hour to get anything done whenever you boot it up. Yeah, but I'm just saying like you can get you can do whatever you want casually as you want. Yeah. Animal Crossing is like a fucking job. There is nothing <laughs> casual about that game. <laughs> it's a fucking job. It's like I get up, I got to clock in, got to pay them my fucking time leads, to the gotta fucking dig for fossils. Yeah, got to send the mail, got to pay off my bills. Yeah, you know? you got... that's Animal Crossing. You, you wake up and you have your laundry list of shit to do, and then Nook's all done. Like, where's my fucking money? And you're like, I'll see you tomorrow to do it again. That is not casual. That's not. That, that's employment. So on that note, I so, will, so, so I, can I collect taxes from playing Animal Crossing? On uh, Nook, will I beat them out of you? Yeah. <laughs> or his posse of smaller coons. Please, I don't have any more bells. Where's my so, money? So after that, we'll, why did uh, I sound like Kermit the Frog just now? <laughs> I have to pick Infinity. That looks like the most casual. It looks like the most casual. Well, I mean, it's a casual game. Yeah, I it's guess. for the kids. You know, it's not very in depth. I'm still trying you to stay around. Play it a lot. Oh, this. Like, what is this going on? Um, for for the record, Plants vs Zombies too. We know. Yeah, we know. Everyone maybe, knows. Maybe 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 we There's, have a new listener. Uh, so the best at being Troy Baker category. What? <laughs> Wait, what? Run that past me again. Who's so Troy for Baker? best voice actor? We have Troy Baker as Joel from The Last of Us. Yeah. Troy Baker as Booker DeWitt from Bioshock Infinite. And then that's all Troy Baker is in. Um, I would have laughed hysterically if they put like Troy Baker as Joker in this as well. Awesome. Um, Stephen Ogg as Trevor from GTA V. Or Willem Dafoe as Nathan Dawkins from Beyond Two Souls. I'm... I'm, I'm torn again. Like, all of these are really good performances. I played all of these games. And it, it still, like, boggles my mind that the same person who played Joel from The Last of Us is the same person that played Booker in Bioshock, because they're totally different voices. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go to Booker. Bioshock? Seconded. Mm -hmm. It was a great voice. It was a great performance. Yeah. It was the right voice for that character. <sighs> yeah. See, I mean... 
I don't know. Like, part of me wants to lean more towards Willem Dafoe just because... Have either of you played Beyond Two Souls yet? No, it's on my list. Okay. Part of me wants to lean towards him because he actually did a legitimately really good job. I wish Ellen Page was on here. If Ellen Page was on here as Jody from Beyond Two Souls, I probably would have picked her in a heartbeat, but... Well, I mean, it's Willem Dafoe, too. I mean, you kind of owe it to him. I almost want, I almost think that that shouldn't count as voice acting because they weren't voice acting; they were just acting. I mean, may, yeah. maybe it's weird that I separate that, but like because it was them on That's the screen. That's actually a really good point. Yeah, all of this is digitized acting. Because it's one thing the, when you're voice acting because you're literally just in a room with a microphone. Like, but I, but I'm imagining that that because it was them in motion capture suits and everything that they were actually acting, like interacting with each other, and it's that's easier to do. Like when you're actually are able to interact with true. the people that you have dialogue yeah. with, you know, uh, you know, a lot of times when, when voice actors are recording dialogue with other people, the other people aren't in the room. They, their sessions last week, yeah. you know, and so yeah. it's a lot harder to do that. You know, what? I actually you've, you've actually made a very good point, um, but I'm going to be the uh, the outlier and say Troy Baker as Joel in The Last of Us. Really? This was a fan of that voice. Well, the way I see it, there was there seemed to be more emotion when he was play, perf, uh, portraying Joel as opposed to Booker, to well, me at least. And well, he had to, and he had to like he had he had to be he had to draw a little bit more to like create a character as opposed to Booker. You know, Booker yeah. was a great character and he did very well at it, but Joel he needed he had to pull off some incredibly emotional scenes, and he nailed it. No, I'll give you the Oscar performance on that. Yeah, so so I, but like I said, best use of Troy Baker award goes to Troy <laughs> Baker. Both versions. He's going to be the new Nolan North. I swear, oh, he's yeah. in like everything yeah. now. Um, so on the flip side, oh, here we go. Best voice actress. I forgot there were separate categories. Male and female, Mike. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Ashley Johnson is Ellie from The Last of Us. Mm. Courtney Draper is Elizabeth from Bioshock Infinite. Camilla Luddington is Lara Croft from Tomb Raider, and Ellen Page is Jody from Man, Beyond Two that's Souls. That's a hell of a category. I have to go with the Tomb Raider performance. I. Man. I'm actually going to uh, go with the Tomb Raider performance as well, because uh, although the other ones of these were good, like, I, you know, I, I was already. I already mentioned that I wanted to go with Ellen Page, but then Charlie made a very good point about it's not really voice acting, it's acting, acting. Um. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Courtney Draper did really good. You know what? I'm stuck between. No, I'm, I'm changing. I'm changing to Elizabeth just because she sang. You guys know how much of a no, sucker no. I am for female vocalists. I'm with you. I'm with you. It takes a lot to do that, and she did a lot. There was a lot to Elizabeth vocally, but I don't. I, Man, Here, just... Booker, have some money. <laughs> Other than the bitch. Booker, catch! <laughs> uh, I know, Lara made me feel that, a I'm lot gonna, more than Elizabeth. Yeah, I'm going to go with, with Lara because it was more like your Joey thing. It was more of an Oscar-winning performance. Lara's a very, very it close was a second for me. Yeah, it, was, it was a gripping performance. Yeah, I agree. But I still have to go with Elizabeth. Elizabeth because... hotter. Oh, yeah. Okay, here we go. This is the one that I'm going to be sitting here for weeks trying to decide. Best soundtrack. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Bioshock Infinite. Son of a bitch. Uh, Grand Theft Auto V. Not that one. <laughs> which I'm not considering because it's mostly the cover album. Yeah, moving on. Nino Cooney. Really? And The Last of Us. What 
Come on, people. How are we supposed to chew? I have to, I have to go with Nino Cooney just because <sighs> it's Nino Cooney, and I'm still like the yeah. the, the music from. The, do you remember the um when you when you go in the desert like the palace in the desert and yeah. it's like that's still stuck in my head. Mm-hmm. I still play it on guitar all the time, even though I haven't heard the actual song in like months. Yeah. That that um I'm going to have to agree with you. The music. It, it reminds me a lot of Journey, in the fact that the music plays it was, it was, into it. It was very like it's it's it's, it's a character. It, in was, the it game. was it was very Disney esque, which yeah. is appropriate because the, the whole thing was animated and written by Studio Ghibli, and they're considered like the Disney of Japan. Yeah. So, yeah, like I said, it was it was much like Journey, where the music was a character in the game as well, yeah. and it was amazing. Charlie, uh, of those, I've only played Bioshock Infinite, so I. Aww. At least you got a decent one. Yeah. Um, best song in a game? Mine. <laughs> um, well, this one I have to go with a specific one and just because it wins. Um, so there's ADHD performed by Kendrick Lamar in Grand Theft Auto V. Sleepwalking performed by the Chain Gang of 1974 in Grand Theft Auto V. Survival by Eminem in Call of Duty Ghosts. And Will the Circle Be Unbroken performed by Courtney Draper and Troy Baker in Bioshock Infinite. Bioshock Infinite, hands down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. a great song. You know, apparently a lot of people were really pissed off that um, Ken Levine altered the lyrics so that it didn't have the word Lord in it in the last verse when uh, it didn't it. initially have it when it was originally written. Yeah. yeah. People just being people. Uh, so those are the nominees. I think we did pretty well. Yeah. Yay. Yeah, no huge... Uh, no huge, like, upsets or anything like that. Nothing really uh, surprising there, necessarily, but, you know... There were some good categories. Yeah. I, I applaud Spike for actually having their head of their ass and knowing what they're talking about. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, of course, we'd actually like to hear what you guys think. Um, so go through the list, just spike.com slash VGX. Go through the nominees. Send us your uh, send us your picks. We may not read them on air unless something really strikes us as odd. Yeah. Like suddenly everyone really likes Eminem and Call of Duty. Which I think this is like the fourth game he's been in now. Mm-hmm. Activision really likes him. Yeah, they probably think he's actually the candy. <laughs> took you a second, didn't it? It was one of those like that can't be what he means. No, that really can't. Be, no, no, that's what he meant. <laughs> Stuff's delicious. Swung one past the fence. Anyway, so now that we've got that out of the way, let's get to the mailbag for the week. Okay, so the mailbag question this week was, uh, how was your Black Friday haul? Um, obviously, not really related to the feature necessarily, but. Uh, I thought it was appropriate. Um, did you guys do... I, I, Goat, I know you did Black Friday shopping because you did Black Friday shopping at my Best Buy, but it wasn't, like, insane. You just oh, picked up a couple it was movies. super light of, like, well, I'm not going to get that at that price again. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know you picked up Dark Knight Rises on Blu-ray, which was the last one you needed. Yeah, for literally $8, which I will never see that price again. Yeah. Well, yeah. this year. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie, did you do any? Uh, I, I I don't think you went out anywhere. Did you do any? Oh online? no, we went out. Did you? Yeah. Oh, it's a it's a family tradition that we go out and we uh, make our rounds of uh, DeKalb um, every Black Friday with uh, it's me, 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 Michelle, and her mom. Her mom lives out in Maple Park. Oh yeah. And okay. So um, so they, we they, just, they wear the bright gear in the whole nine yard. It's crazy. <laughs> 
actually because <laughs> because of all the stores that opened like on Thanksgiving earlier this mm-hmm. year, um, this was like the calmest Black Friday we had yeah, ever seen exactly. because all the crazy people were already gone. Yeah, right? yeah. it was fantastic. We were all here on yeah. Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry about that. Yeah. Um, That's okay. <laughs> so um, uh, I didn't actually get any any gaming deals. In our in our brick and mortar, there stores. really weren't any great gaming deals. Uh, not not in brick and mortar, but like, I did. Um, like anywhere, I, I mentioned before that um, I don't, you know, it doesn't really count as a Black Friday deal, but I did manage to you know swing that whole Target buy two get one free thing in my favor, so I was able to have my buy two get get one free end up being Myro 3D World, um, Rise, and Grand Theft Auto Five. Which um, two of them were not out at the time the deal happened, but hooray for return policies. Um, yeah, buddy. So that was fun. Um, That's going I did, the extra uh, mile. <laughs> um, I did pick up um, two. I had never been a PlayStation Plus subscriber before, but I did take advantage of the sale. Uh, I chose Amazon because I use Amazon Prime for everything. Um, um, and I did pick up two of those uh, $30 cards, um, you know, as opposed to the normal $50 price. And, you know, PlayStation Plus typically does not go on sale. And so I definitely took advantage yeah. of it when I could. And um, I then immediately went and quote-unquote bought all of the games that were currently free just so I could have them in my catalog for whenever I do get around to them. Yeah. Um, And then uh, the day after on uh, your Cyber Saturday, whatever you want to call it, deal, um, I picked up on uh, Amazon Goldbox had uh, the Skyrim Ultimate Edition for $20. Oh, nice. And so um, that's cheaper than the DLC is by itself. And so I figured, well, if I'm ever going to play it, this would be the way to do it. You need to play it. I know, I know. And now, I, now I've actually spent money on it, and so that, that increases the likelihood of me playing it. Although I also had the exact same justification for buying the Ultimate Edition of Fallout New Vegas, and I have yet to play that. So, we'll see. <laughs> he just hates people, doesn't he? What? People? No, what? No, no, no. I'm thinking Skyrim Ultimate Edition, in Charlie's life scheme, is going to be completed when PS6 comes out. <laughs> Likely. He, he doesn't have a lot of gaming time, so the longer ones, I see how they elude you. Yeah, that's that really is what you, it comes you down to. You have 300 yeah. hours a year to spread out and over... S- and Skyrim is a 500-hour yeah. game. <laughs> Especially considering my the way I approach games like that with yeah. the side quests and everything. Yeah, it would literally... Like, like accurately speaking, it would probably end up being a 100, 120-130-hour game for me, and that's... It would take me months. A lot of time. Yeah. yeah I, 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 I think the last one you did on that was, what, Fallout 3? Fallout 3, yep. yeah. And it's not Fallout 3. And I was I was working half, literally half of the hours then <laughs> that I am now. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, that all you, the, the, that everything you got? That's everything gaming related, yeah. Okay. I didn't really pick up anything gaming related unless you count my new Microsoft Surface. I, I, I got some great new shoes at Kohl's. I'm not wearing them currently. Oh, I was going to say, man, they're invisible. It's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Spray on socks. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it's a bad idea. What is that from? I Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Huh? Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. That's what it was. Yeah. They were sparkly. They were. I don't know why. And like rubbery. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Anyway, no, I, I picked up a Surface, and I, initially we had a three ninety nine Blu-ray bin at Best Buy, and I f- managed to see that it had a ton of James Bond movies in it, like everything except for the except for the most recent ones. Um, so I I handpicked like you know the best ones and stuff like that, which were all of them but one. Um, and then I noticed the next day on Amazon that they had the entire like 50th anniversary box set 
for the same price that I had bought all the Blu-rays for. Oh, wow. So I returned those Blu-rays to work today, and I ordered the box set off Amazon, which will be here tomorrow. Um, That's a lot of Bond. It's 23 movies. That's a lot of Bond. I'm going to watch all of them in eventually. I did not know you are such a Bond fan. I'm actually a pretty big Bond. I'm not like, I can't recall the stories and like characters and stuff like that, but I've always legitimately enjoyed the movies and stuff like that. Who's, so. your, who's your favorite Bond? Uh, Sean Connery. Okay. Wait, there were other Bonds? <laughs> Very closely followed, actually, by Daniel Craig. I know that that's apparently blasphemous to say as a Bond fan, but I think he actually did very well. Is it the new guy? Yes. I haven't seen any of his stuff yet. I'm going to make you sit down and watch Skyfall. Oh, I, Skyfall I've, was I've amazing. Been, it was, it was no, great. Yes. It's in my top three Bond films. To defend myself, I've meant to see them. I just haven't yet. <laughs> Charlie and I are going to force you to sit down and watch Skyfall. Oh, yeah. There's going to be no forcing. I'll just plop right down. <laughs> I'm just having a time. In the same sitting, as long as you're already sitting down, I'm going to make you watch Labyrinth. Can we watch Skyfall second? I'm okay so, with that. Okay. <laughs> Um, so Taylor answered our mailbag question. Be, 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 uh, just, just, huh? I have to say, because huh? of the labyrinth of drinking game, it'll make Skyfall that much more fun. So I'm okay with that. But I don't drink. But we do. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just have. It's like not a, always about you, Mike. I'll just have like a jug of lemonade. <laughs> It'll be amazing. Two drunk guys and a hyper guy in lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> I smell another live episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that might be another video episode. <laughs> anyway, uh, Taylor answered our mailbag question. He's, uh, <laughs> and I feel really bad reading it. He said, I got a fever, a sore throat, and a headache. I spent Friday sleeping in one hour increments and passing out on various couches, and I didn't even go shopping. Wow, that's a weird Amazon that was my sale. <laughs> How much? How much does like a cough, a headache, and a fever cost on Amazon these days? Uh, it's free. You just have to uh, go a, to an alleyway. You got to be a Prime member. Yes, that's exactly it. Um, and of course, Songbird writes in the emails this week. Says, "Dear Viking Jesus Goat and Technotronicorn, Mailbag, was there something to haul? Because even though some decent deals, there wasn't much for me to haul for." Which I agreed with. Yeah. Admittedly, I did go out on what I call, quote, Brown Thursday to price match a couple of games, but not until after I watched the parade and before the get-together for Grandma's cooking. Then at midnight, I picked up Rayman Legends. It was surreal seeing Walmart's parking lot 90% empty as I went home. Unfortunately, I didn't feel too hot the following morning, but I'll be, but I'm good now. I'll assume that was my punishment, VJ, in regards to your tweet. Oh. You shopped on Thursday. Yeah. Okay. Or you didn't. She did. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Personally, I think it's complete bullshit for stores to push Black Friday on Thanksgiving. That's why I call it Brown Thursday. Well, I mean, it makes sense because... Never mind. <laughs> you eat a Good large. idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's better than Burnt Sienna Thursday. <laughs> what do you have for dinner? <laughs> <laughs> Thanksgiving leftovers. You had it, too. That's going to be Sienna? That's going to be a fun Burnt Monday. Burnt Sienna. Yeah. Burnt. It's a color. Look it up. It's also a sensation. <laughs> oh, I swear to God, if I'm crying at work tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. Um, Cyber Monday, buying some cream. <laughs> can I continue with song for a yeah. team? Okay. <laughs> Ointments. <laughs> Preparation H. Are you okay, Charlie? <laughs> I'm very amused with myself right now. I'm fine. I, 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 just Do we the, need to cut off his beer when he's recording? No, no, just for the record. <laughs> just for the record, 
for listeners, I didn't make the poop joke. Charlie <laughs> did. <laughs> Anyways, back to the email. Why is it in the law of nature that dictates big franchises which shines in the media, bestsellers, game of the year, and etc. to eventually go down in price in due time, yet for the most part it's a Nintendo brand. If it's a Nintendo brand like Mario, they're not as affected. That's putting aside holiday shopping and glitches. I think it's just Nintendo. Yeah, I know yeah, what she's talking about, though. I was looking for a sale on Pikmin 3, and there was none to be had. Yeah. Well, you yeah. guys do realize that it's still like 40 bucks for Galaxy and Galaxy 2, right? Yeah. Uh, no, Galaxy 1 is uh, 20 bucks because it's part 20. of their Nintendo okay. Selects line. Oh, that's right. Uh, Galaxy 2 is still like 40 bucks, yeah. though. Yeah. Um, and that's for a game that came out like three years ago? Something, something like that. Yeah. Oh, and 2, yeah. Well, keep in mind as well. I mean, uh, I I could I make the comparison a lot. Nintendo is kind of like the video game equivalent of Disney, and you know how Disney the, their yeah. stuff never goes on sale, and it's just like it's going back in the vault, and then you can't find it for a month, and they're like it's coming back out of the vault, you know, and, and, and so, it's still full price. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I won't be surprised if this is a no, considering the coverage of the new console releases. But have you guys played the Burial at Sea DLC? I'll avoid spoilers, but it's really not worth the price to me. Thankfully, I didn't need to pay full price thanks to the whole Xbox One Microsoft points giveaway months ago. However, the Samurai Buddy was kind of funny. I don't think any of us have played that because I, have... I know Goat doesn't actually own Bioshock Infinite. No. I haven't played it. I'm assuming Charlie hasn't played it because he's been busy playing Mario with his wife. I have not played it. I am a season pass owner, so I own it, quote-unquote, already, so I just need to download it yeah. and play it. But I've, I've, I've heard the same thing, that it wasn't great. Yeah, I'm, waiting, I'm waiting for Part 2 to come out so that I can go right from Disappointing Part 1 into hopefully better Part 2. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, glancing through some recent new generation reviews, a number of critics refer to the games to being last gen just with a new coat of paint. Is it really fair to expect every game from now on to be revolutionary and shed from whatever they were to become the new ordinary? How will that kind of thought process alter development of new IPs? Ooh, that's a really good question. She does give the heavy hitting. Nothing really weird this week, though. She usually gives us one like, if you were gay, which video game character would you like to bang? All of them. <laughs> Uh, remember that? that, that was, yeah, yeah, oh, that was I love her. I love, I love her. <laughs> Charlie's like, oh, I remember. Um, they aren't um, answering my emails. <laughs> um, I, I think, you know, I agree with a lot, the fact that a lot of reviews said that it's last gen but with a new coat of paint. But the problem with that is something that we've mentioned before that the launch titles for the new consoles have primarily been cross generation, as, you know, as far as Assassin's Creed and Madden yeah. and, you know, stuff like that. Um, so that's why it leg legitimately feels just like the game that came out a few weeks ago, but with slightly prettier graphics. Um, that's one of the reasons why I really wanted to see like Watch Dogs come out because that's I know that's going to feel more like a next gen experience. It's a new IP. It'll feel fresh. Um, we all know that new IPs usually are reserved for new console generations because it's when publishers are willing to take more of a risk with new, you know, with new stuff. I mean, look at Titanfall. Titanfall is going to have the most expensive collector's edition ever, unless you count the million-dollar Saints Row 4 collector's edition, which I don't. Um, and, and it's a new IP. It's the most ballsy move a, a, any video game company could ever do. But they know it'll sell because of the name behind it and stuff yeah. like that. So... What do you guys think? Do you, do you guys think there there might be some kind of like? Do you think we should? It's fair to expect games to be that revolutionary as we get forward in technology, or do you think it should just be you know I'd say small and gradual advances? I'd say we're taking a we're going to take a step forward. It's not going to be anytime soon. It'll be about mid about mid cycle. 
yeah. like it was with this last generation. The Connect was kind of like that whole, what the hell? Okay, something new and crazy. Yeah. But it's going to be much more the same, I think, for the next couple of years. Yeah. The, um, the, the first thing that comes into my head as far as this question goes is, uh, like we've talked about before, because the consoles now are based on very similar architectures to PC, mm-hmm. you know, and, and to each other, you know, being more to the point, yeah. um, you know, platform exclusive games, I think are going to become even more and more a thing of the past mm-hmm. is because at this point, you know, if you, if you're developing a game, the only good reason not to put it on every console you possibly can is because Legal of agreements. a <laughs> is because of a check from the publisher that you have promised an exclusive to. Absolutely, whether it's a timed exclusive or a permanent exclusive, or uh, unless you're or, or unless you're and, owned by said company. Yeah. And and keep in mind that check telling a company that this game is going to be exclusive theoretically has to make up for all the sales they won't be making if it was multi-platform. So again, take Titanfall for example. Published by EA, made by Respawn Entertainment, formerly known as the founders of Infinity Ward, stuff like that. Third party to the core. Microsoft exclusive, confirmed, forever Microsoft exclusive. So Microsoft paid a large sum of money to EA. We assume, right? We're assuming. You're right. It's pretty safe to assume. Right, but just to be clear. Microsoft probably paid a huge sum of money hey, we want this only on Microsoft consoles. Right, so... I mean, obviously, we don't have, you know, paperwork or anything like that to show it, but, you know, the common sense would dictate that The only that reason it would happened. make sense, or there had to be some other incentive there for them. Mm. For, you Unless know. the CEO from EA and Microsoft are really that buddy-buddy, which I know they're not. <laughs> right. Somebody lost a golf game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, can you imagine? That'd be amazing. This major business deal that really came down to, like... A hand of a hand in poker or yeah. something. So why did he go exclusive? He lost. <laughs> I okay. So um, I, I'm really I, going to hope that's not how the world works. But I, you know, I I, I do believe that we will see, and that there there are, there are the exception that'll be exclusives that are technology dependent. So like anything that that relies on the Connect technology, yeah, for example, absolutely, it will be difficult if not impossible to move it over to the ps4 with the mm-hmm. playstation i accessory especially considering not every ps4 owner has a playstation 4 camera um yeah i need so, to get one of those so um yeah you're missing out on some beard followers apparently there, you know i don't even have a i'm not even playing a ps4 game right now so just but, be tasteful in playstation home um so you know, I, I hate to say it, but I think I think we're going to be seeing less console exclusives. However, that may also mean that the console exclusives may just be that much more noteworthy. Um, Man, that'd be great. So it's be, um, that's a world I'm willing to live in. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Just to be clear. Me too. Um, but um, we won't just have your throwaways like Killzone, Shadowfall, and yeah, Rise. We'll have a Fable game that isn't on Connect. <laughs> Did you ever play that? He, uh, of course, uh, he played that. I, well, I mean, like, oh, I, I, I don't know. Where, I don't know where his line is. Oh no, 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 no! It's Fable. It could have. It could have. It could have been exclusive to like iOS, and he would have bought an iPhone for it. Would have no, see, borrowed an iPhone. There's the line. Yeah. <laughs> okay, there's the line. And it was. It was that bad. Uh, it was worse than that bad. Mm-hmm. Okay, noted. <laughs> Mostly because is it was it, on Connect. It, is it Star Wars Connect bad? Uh, oh my god. It's, <laughs> that was bad. It's right there. My favorite memory of Star Wars Connect is us having a demo set up in Best Buy and me getting all the managers to play the dancing minigame. 
Oh boy. <laughs> there was no dancing mini game, but there wasn't much far off from that. In Fable? Yeah. You had to sit. It was actually set up so you sit in front of your connect. That was, te that was technically how Steel Battalion was set yeah, up, wasn't you, it, Charlie? Oh, that was. Oh my god. <laughs> and, and the worst buy. game I have ever played. <laughs> Didn't you buy it just because you were curious? I know. I, no, I, I rented it. Okay. And it. Um, <laughs> No, because it's like one of those things where like the reviews were just were just just tore that game apart. Like and I you never were like, oh, it can't be that bad. I it, it was a mixture. It was, it, it was a mixture of it can't be that bad. It's like I really need to see something that's that bad. It's like Mugent Souls. You, you, Steel you, Battalion is his Mugent Souls. You, you need oh, those games though to set the bottom bar. Yes, yes. You need yeah, you you're need like, oh, the oh, shit oh, this to is justify close to Steel the Battalion. Good stuff, yes. Let's walk away. <laughs> I remember see, I remember seeing uh, Evan Narcissist, whatever. Highly doubt his last name's Narcissist. From yeah, from uh, from Kotaku, like rig up a whole like walkthrough. Like this is how you play the game, and he sat down and he stood up and he's doing all these moves and stuff like that. And he's like, nope, that's not what I meant to do. Nope, get back in here. No, over there. No, okay, I need to sit down again. And I died. I'm like, that's the game. <laughs> yep. Yeah, Fable wasn't far off from that. It's very accurate. Oh, good. Well, I knew I was in trouble when one was connect, so I'm like, all right, cool. And then they're like, sit down. I'm like, whoa, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, so, but anyways, uh, so to go back to Sonberg's question. Um, oh, right. Which was, what was the, could you just re, re, <laughs> We got been, a it's, little it's, off track there. Um, a little bit. So the generic question was, uh, is it really fair to expect every game from now on to be revolutionary and shed from whatever they were to become, whatever they were to become the new ordinary? How will that kind of thought process alter development of new IPs? So basically, is it fair to us to expect that new games are going to like be revolutionary? Or is it okay if we just kind of, you know, deal with, like I met, like I said, I, I think, I think with next-gen games and stuff like that, because we saw it with the last generation of consoles where games really didn't hit their stride. They really didn't feel next-gen for at least, like, a year in. Here's a war. For the 360, I think, was the first game that felt next-gen on the 360. I would go even further than that, uh, further earlier than that, and I would say the first Dead Rising. Because I remember when I first played mm. the first Dead Rising, and you had literally hundreds of enemies on screen at the same time. Yeah. That's not something you could do on PS2 or Xbox or no. GameCube. Right. Yeah, that's not even something you could do on comparable PCs at that point. Yeah. Um, which was shocking, but that's beside the point. Um. That was my first like real next gen experience, and oddly enough, with the Xbox One and the PS4, my real next gen experiences haven't been from the games themselves. They've been from features. Like yeah. I love streaming on Twitch on the PS4 because everyone jumps in, and it's like, you know, it's just like the old days, like you know, at high school and stuff like that. You're playing a game, everyone's watching you, everyone's like heckling you and teasing you, making fun of you and stuff like that. But this time they're on the internet. You know, I have people from. From Brazil and you know Charlie right here and you know people and fucking wherever the hell Songbird's from and stuff like that and so it's just that to me is really cool and then on the Xbox side of things you've got like I just used Upload Studio for the first time yesterday to show a friend of mine that dolphins are actually in Assassin's Creed 4 when she didn't believe me that to me the fact that I could say Xbox record that which, when I listen to this episode, is probably going to register again. Uh, the fact that I could just say Xbox record that, Xbox go to Upload Studio, find the clip, trim it down, send it to SkyDrive, go on my brand new Surface, and post it to Facebook from there, to me, was awesome. 
But as far as games, I haven't. I don't. I don't foresee that next gen experience yet. That was like amazing. <laughs> you were like, and it does coffee, and it massages my everything, and and the games. Well, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's what the, I think that's but what the video game consoles kind of need to catch up on is yeah. everything else. Well, and that which is he, weird because for the past decade I've been saying I only want to play games, and now I'm most excited about other features. Well, and 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 that works out great because you just summed up my Xbox One's whole campaign. It's working apparently. Yeah. Like, it can do this, it can do that, it can watch football, it can blah, 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 I'm blah. I'm a consumer whore. We're, uh, we're gonna and some, how. Yeah, we're going to put some, we'll put some <laughs> games you. on it uh, sometime in 2014, but until then, watch some football. <laughs> so That's exactly what we're doing. Hey, it works. <laughs> it works. Cool. I'm waiting. I don't well, like So football. we bought the product Microsoft advertised. Uh, oh, well. <laughs> and when they put Fable 4 on it, yeah. I will get it. There we go. Well, thank you, Songbird, for your email. Of course. As usual. Uh, that covers everything, right? I think so. Uh, Goat, do you have any shows coming up uh, that you want to advertise? Uh, uh, <laughs> hold on. Uh, damn it. My mind is fried. Uh, oh, the, this Friday, December 6th? Yes. Yeah, that's this Friday. We're at Nightcaps. Needles. Where? Nightcaps in Chicago on Irving and Milwaukee. Oh. Irving Park in Milwaukee. Um, oh. I think I might uh, actually know where that is. Yeah, it's uh, it's a thing. We're playing with Atlanta is Burning and uh, Freshwell, I think. <laughs> I'm horrible at this. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> and then I think that's about it for now. Just the one. Cool. Uh, I'm boring. <laughs> That's okay. I don't have anything to advertise either. No, I got nothing. Out really? There. I'm the only one with like a... Well, my next show's not till April. I envy you guys. Really, I do. No, no. No, no. I do. I would switch no. with you for like two weeks and then be like, okay, can I have I'll my switch life with back? You. I'll switch with you for two weeks. Just just, just give me your base and... You have fun with my schedule. <laughs> <laughs> So we all just need the three of us need to go to a Chinese restaurant and open our fortune cookies at the exact same time and read the little poems in them in the exact same time and just do it like a like a body switch for a couple weeks and just I don't want to be in Goat's body. No offense. Just just just, just. I don't think you'd look good wiry. And you're always cold. Yeah. I can't mm. handle that. That's because I don't have um anything on me. <laughs> I'm having a Goldilocks like too hard, too soft, just right moment over here. <laughs> I don't know. Who doesn't run in the winter because it's too cold? Oh, I, just, I don't like cold. That's different. <laughs> okay. You also do the exercise and all that. That Yeah, whatever. You're, you're, you're a couple pro- months out of the year. You're a product of, of doing stuff to make yourself just right. That's why my pendulum swings this way. I'm currently very far into the other swing right now. They broke my pendulum ten years ago. <laughs> 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 anyway, <laughs> that's the plug of the week. <laughs> but you're like, oh my god, I couldn't even say the first word. Apparently, Mike's pendulum is shoved <laughs> in his face. <laughs> I'm so tired. You have no idea. I, I'm just until you I, come over for raw tomorrow. I'm just gonna sleep on my face all day. That seems awkward. At least you're not sleeping on a surface. How do you know? Moving on. So uh, the the <laughs> pl- plugs that <laughs> getting awkward. I feel uncomfortable. 
Um, like I said, I don't have another show coming up until April, but uh, occasionally I stream things on Twitch, and my Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash vikingjesus. Um, head there, subscribe to it, etc. Um, he stayed up all night coming with that name. I know. it's it's It just seemed to fit. I couldn't think of anything else. Um, but other than that, if you like what you hear, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash GamerHeadRadio. Follow us on Twitter, at GamerHeadRadio, for updates on new episodes, etc. I'm at Viking Games Live. He's at Sir Goatsworth. He's at Tech Charlie, as in T-E-K. Charlie! Uh, what's our Google Plus? Google.com backslash plus GamerHeadRadio. There we go. Uh, we're on the Google Pluses. We're on the Stitcher Radios. We're on the iTunes. We're on our own fucking website, GamerHeadRadio.com. Uh, whatever you listen to us on, please upvote us, like us, plus one us, give us a thumbs up, five stars, whatever. Um, also, if you have any reason to get a hold of us whatsoever, you can get a hold of us on the Facebooks, the Twitters, the etc. Also, the email, which is editors at GamerHeadRadio.com. Also, the phone GamerHead hotline thing... <laughs> Uh, the number for that is 94926Gamer. And hey. if you're a person other than Matches Elfring, we might put your uh, voice on the air. But no, oh. seriously, we haven't had a, ma- a voicemail for Matches in like three weeks. Matches, we're concerned. We miss you. No, I'm, I'm worried. Yeah, we worry that he doesn't <laughs> exist. I'm worried, I'm worried that he's okay. Yeah, I've visited him at work a few times the past few weeks. Yeah, okay, I can okay, confirm good. he's still, you know, breathing. Oh. I'm with Charlie, though. <laughs> it's, my very, it's very odd that Matches goes off the grid this long. Well... He's got a life. Yeah. Well, I mean, Charlie does too, but... Yeah. And you kind of do too. And I'm just, you know... Two more days it'll be here off Amazon. Black Friday, so... One life. (laughs) (laughs) Got a steal on it. I don't know whose it is, but they didn't need it anymore. Third party. (laughs) That doesn't concern you? Uh, whatever. I mean, I, you know, <laughs> Vietnamese hooker, it's a different lifestyle, but I can, I can embrace it. Oh, you kids. Bronzo, not in retail. Yeah. Shit, anyway. I'm in retail now. God damn it. <laughs> anyway, this episode is brought to you by Microsoft Surface because, oh my God, it's so much easier to run the podcast from this than my bulky laptop. This has been Gamerhead Radio. Is that a u- innuendo? No. Okay. <laughs> hard time with the most anticipated game. I'm just throwing that out there. Do we even know what they are? Yeah. The most anticipated game is the only viewer-voted category. Everything else is council-voted, which is a set of games. Oh, Emmys. For Oscars. Yeah. The they, Academy they, they've, they've done a lot better as opposed to making it just like a pure... That's how Walking Dead won Game of the Year last year, because... It was good. It was good. You know, it wasn't viewer voted. Yeah. It wasn't just a popularity contest. Mm-hmm. You know, otherwise Halo 4 would have won. Um, which I don't think any of us would ever think a Halo game would be game of the year, right? I've never thought of it to be a game. So, yeah. <laughs> Mr. I hate first person. Um, so? I'm teasing you. Um, Forza 4 should have clearly won game of the year last year. <laughs> anyway. Um, the story was amazing. <laughs> 
But no, there's, <laughs> there's actually a list of the council that votes on this stuff. It's all like editors from like Kotaku, Polygon, IGN, you know, game trailers, Rolling Stone. Uh, oddly enough, uh, USA Today. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It was like reputable, 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 Rolling Stone. You need to read Rolling Stone's reviews on the next gen consoles. For the for the you'd need to read them as well because you'd get more of a kick out of them because you actually know things about technology. Um, they they one of my favorite lines. This was where I lost it and I just closed out the page and went back to it later. The Xbox One is a video game console that displays games at 1080p and runs at 60 frames per second. I'm like that's okay. You tried. <laughs> <laughs> Face Mike. Nice. <laughs> That's a that new thing. Nice. That's like starting a car car review by saying, this is an automobile that has four wheels and then you can steer. <laughs> with the, with, with, yeah. With an internal combustion engine. <laughs> Just no, add you for no, no, fun. No, that, that, that's, that's going too detailed. Oh, yeah, in, yeah. It might be electric. Could be. <laughs> Anywho. Are we recording? Are we ready to go? Oh, oh yeah. We, this is all been. All that's, okay. <laughs> all that's archived. Yeah. <laughs>